Hey, bad boys, welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's a hip to be square. Hold on to your saddles, gang. We got a big one this week. We're hitting the open range and talking all about the Western genre. Giddy up, Normies. You tell them I'm coming! Oh, take your easy there, pilgrim. Hell of a thing, killing a man. There's no going back. They told me you had grit and that is why I came to you. Why is my friend? We got a tough guy. You hang a man, you better look at him. Yeehaw, normies. Welcome back. Like we said, we're talking all about westerns today. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. Hey, yo, cowboys. It's Mike. Uh, Rootin' Tootin' Colin. And we're joined by a very special guest, Jacob. Thanks. Glad to be here. Howdy. Hey, buddy. Howdy. To see. Howdy, partner. Happy to have you. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. Happy to have you. Excited to be talking westerns today. I love westerns. Ooh, me too. How about you guys? Pretty big fan, man. Always uh, been a genre that's close to the heart. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those like romantic American genres, like one of the most beloved, right? Now it's in the news because of the smash hit Red Dead, which we're going to talk about in the Definitely. video game section. I so. haven't heard of that. <laughs> well, you're the only one then, considering the monumentous sales. No, yeah. I've been playing that as well. Not to mention things like Westworld are very big right now. So Westerns really are always something that's in the forefront of American culture, whether it's a spaghetti Western, a classic Western, a post-Western, a Western video game. I mean... It's all over the place. Oh, the genre that'll never die, man. They are uh, part of Americana. Yeah. That's absolutely right. It's a big genre to kind of talk about today, but we're just dipping our toes in, Normies. You know, we just kind of want to let you experience what the niche to Normie about Westerns is. You know, what do people know about it? To me, the Normie of it, what Mike just said, you know, the stuff we're watching now, the current stuff, you know, is it the Normie if you know Clint Eastwood, if you know John Wayne, the big two cowboys? Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. if you can name their names, that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but have you seen those deep. films? That's the niche, probably. Yeah, and then, I mean, even the Ennio Morcone score, like, that is the sound of the West, at least to, like, maybe our generation coming right. up after these were established and just always on replay on TV. Well, there's also really been a kind of resurgence in, in Westerns in the last, like, 20 years or so, right, with uh, a lot of these newer, these newer school Westerns. Yes, and, you know, that's something I want to debate with you guys. Western versus Western influenced. Yeah, I think that's good that we should set the parameters kind of for all yeah. the topics here. Because, like, in my opinion, something like, say, The Revenant is maybe not technically a Western, but like a frontier setting. Mike, you say that. I hit IMDb doing the research before this. It listed it as the top grossing Western of all time. So that bugs me. I agree with you there. Yeah. You know, it is set in those times. It features Native Americans. People have cowboy hats. Is that sure. hitting all the ticks? There's Dances with Wolves, a Western. Well, let me give you another yeah. one. Is Django Unchained a Western? Because that takes place... I mean, almost entirely like in the South, right? So how can it really be a Western except it has a lot of Western <laughs> You're geographically it. getting us there. I get that. <laughs> so if I'm defining my parameters, a, a Western involves, you know, the hero, the, the white hat against the black hat. You know, you got the sheriffs, dusty town, tumbleweeds, gunslinging, and, you know, that's like the Western. But so you think about a lot of the, like, iconography that we expect to see in these movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have to have that little cutting blade on the bottom of their uh, boots. <laughs> to, to punish a horse into yeah. running faster. Exactly, yeah. Spurs. Spurs, thank you. <laughs> cutting um, blades. Yeah, cutting blades. Um, <laughs> for me, I would say, Jacob, I'll argue right now, Django is a Western. It falls oh. more into the blockbuster Western, which is a, of itself its own big, huge genre that isn't really traditional Westerns. But my distinction between Westerns is sometimes people say a film is a Western just because of sparse location. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a town where there's not many other people, you know, something like Mad Max Fury Road, 
people argue is a Western. Oh, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of dialogue. It's him against the dirt and the sand. Like that, I don't really agree with. I get See, that it's I influenced. Agree with that. Oh, that really? Is, you know, we, we had a professor back in film school who loved to say every movie is a Western. Uh, to me, a Western is defined by the classic revenge story. The, Ooh, okay. the classic tales of, of good and evil and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly that you expect to see in these types of movies. So I would say Mad Max, you know, it's post-apocalyptic, but... You know, what's the difference between the cars and the horses and uh, Alton Joe and the, the, the bad sheriff? I mean, it's all kind of the same tropes just applied to uh, a different space. Yeah, they could be in Utah. We don't know where they are in that movie. <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> if you're going by uh, Jacob's uh, recommendation, it could be on me, you know, I go, yeah, you know, Westerns, like, I go by, like, location and, and, and setting. But I also enjoy, like, Westerns that try different things and don't necessarily stick to the a lot of the same tropes. And, like... You know, movies that do different things within a Western setting are really interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, essentially, the Western genre, right? This is coming out of a lot of it is the pop culture surrounding the phenomenon of the films, the John Ford movies, and later the um, spaghetti Westerns, and then, you know, post-Western stuff like that. So should we just jump in and start talking about the movies that started all this? Mike, I think you're totally right. All right. Going home on the range, talking the movies. Hey there, cowbokes. We're back. We're talking westerns. We're talking the movies in the western genre. But let me ask you guys this first. So how familiar are you with figures? Like in your mind, are you like, I know who Wild Bill Hickok is. I know who the Wyatt Earp brothers are. You know, uh, the shootout at the OK Corral, stuff like that. Cassie and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with that kind of thing. Like, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of those movies, both in, uh, you know, obviously we went to film school. We watched a lot of... uh, those kind of movies in, in school and also when I was like 12 I, I went out west with my family on vacation we went we saw the OK Corral oh, in person damn. and all that stuff so I know all about all that stuff very cool <laughs> I know about all that stuff did you hey did you guys do this too have you guys all with your family taken one of those old timey photographs where you're dressed like cowboys absolutely <laughs> yeah, not man I those cost not. money no <laughs> yeah, I definitely have that's the right answer yeah those cost money that's yeah. how it would go in my family <laughs> yeah <laughs> Where it's unfortunately like, oh, my mom's dressed like an old-timey saloon girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, the other part of it, too, like, yeah, I don't know so much about, like, the actual history. Like, I know about Wyatt Earp and all. You know, I know of these events, but I don't really know the detailed history of Jesse James and stuff like that. Yeah. Joe, how about you? Uh, I mean, I would say about the same as Mike. You know, yeah. I've seen a lot of these movies. Yeah. I'm not a history buff. I, you know, yeah. I, I know, you know the names. I recognize the movies. plots. Well, that's the reason I bring a lot of it up is that these early films, John Ford, who's a seminal director for these movies, was very interested in the history. Like a lot of the things like um, OK Clementine that he was making were direct adaptations of the Earp Brothers adventures, you know, that early history with cowboys. Because again, Mike, like you said, it was the American myth of the West. People were obsessed. You had post-World War II sentiments where we thought, ooh, we kind of got roped up in something maybe not all of us agreed in. What's something in the past where we could say we were strong Americans conquering other people, manifest destiny, we could go forward? The Old West. I mean, that's why people were obsessed with these movies. Yeah, and if, you know, we're talking about the history versus, like, kind of legacy of the genre, like, that's what I'm in love with is that romanticized vision of, you know, 
you're out on your own, totally free, the lawless time, a man makes himself, lives on his own, dies on his own, he has his own code, you could be a villain, you could be a hero, just the idea of the untamed West and striking out against that to make a name. You know, that's as American as it gets, you know, going to a new frontier, moving to a new country, creating a new life, right, trying to establish something where there was previously nothing, that's, that's America right there, so. That's the original American dream, right? You head out west. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yes. In fact, there's a movie that features that in 1939, John Ford's first biggest hit, Stagecoach, which is about a stagecoach heading west to establish a new city, starred a little guy named John Wayne in his first lead role. Oh, yeah, I've heard of John Wayne. Mm, okay, once or twice, Pilgrim. right? So how do you guys okay, feel about Pilgrim. the Duke? You know, just talking Western movies, is he what you see? He's not really my favorite Western actor. Um, I mean, I like the kind of Clint Eastwood archetype more. Um, He's your grandfather's, maybe? Yeah, John Wayne yeah. is very right. traditional, mm-hmm. very like, you know. Man's man. Yeah. People Which say I'm more stiff. Into, like the outlaw yeah. or the rogue, the, you know. He's stiff. I mean, he's built like fucking Frankenstein's monster. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like the guy's like nine foot tall. But Jacob just hit the nail on the head. John Wayne never played anti-heroes. No, he that's was the Clint the, Eastwood. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the he's the larger guy. than life. Yeah. And that's like the early days of the genre with John Ford. That's when he's trying to represent this American ideal. This, you know, the embodiment of like the strong stoic man who does right, knows right, and that's John Wayne. I mean, like while he never plays anti-hero, though, there are like uh, you know every Western hero is a little a little rough around the edges, which I think is something also a lot of like people identify with or like to think they identify with it, like the the gruff exterior, the yeah, heart really of gold. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, like you know to go back to John Ford, like in The Searchers, which is one of maybe his maybe his best known. That's my favorite. John also, Ford. John yeah, Wayne. And, I mean, yeah. John Wayne. He does play a kind of flawed character because he's like super racist and like. You know, just kind of not a great guy. Yeah. But I would say in that one, he's closer to the anti-hero yeah. as well because he's like reluctantly dragged into the uh, the mission. Yep. Well, beyond that, if you guys remember the opening of that film, Uncle Ethan, the character that he plays coming back from the cavalry, has not been invited to the homestead in a long time. He's a right. character that is trying to reestablish connections with his family. Yeah, I mean, he's disgraced, essentially. Because he sided with the South and... You know, that's a bad guy move. Mm-hmm. How about something like The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, oh, that's uh, one where like he's going up uh, against uh, uh, characters Jimmy with Jimmy Stewart, who kind of plays the clean cut guy you can get on, yeah. you know, board with. Meanwhile, John Wayne, everybody in that town, even though they respect him for his gunfighting ability, basically also think he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I True. Mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the films that kind of starts leaning into. Um, like questioning what had already been established by Ford earlier of like the pure American West ideal. And then it starts getting a shade of gray. No, we get savagery at that point. Yeah, I think yeah. we're starting mm-hmm. to walk into the, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly, the Clint Eastwood unforgiven esque territory. Right. Which yeah. for me, John, not John Wayne. He's like the icon. Everyone knows him, you know, old John Wayne. Hey there, Pilgrim. Pilgrim. But my, you know, cowboy hero is, you know, Clint Eastwood. Good, the bad and the ugly fistful of dollars. Like, that's it for me. <laughs> and they're right. both dudes I disagree with incredibly, like politically and stuff. <laughs> in in real life. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys don't remember that famous Western where Clint Eastwood argues with that chair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but when you get into something like, uh, you know, Unforgiven in these new yeah. school Westerns, it's almost kind of like a postmodern Western era where it's like they're kind of 
riffing on these these original western tropes and and bringing something new to it right oh absolutely it's it's taking his old characters and saying he was an anti-hero you know you're talking the 1970s spaghetti western craze where european directors were shooting films that played as america in europe and flying over american stars to do these odd spaghetti westerns and they were doing it to sort of go up against their government, which was a lot of totalitarian dictatorships. Yeah, so the idea of the outlaws in the Old West. The American know, it meant freedom. Something again. Exactly. And it's something that they pined for. You know, they wanted it. Uh, and then what Jacob's saying now with those postmoderns, by the time Clint Eastwood grew up to play that character, he had such a storied career he could lean back on. He could say, this is also outdated. You know, it's, it's just everything that I can critique. Right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how, like, the Western John Ford era is like the ideal. And then you have the spaghetti Westerns who are influenced by that, try to perpetuate, you know, through the Italian lens of that. And then... But much grittier, much darker. Darker, grittier, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you go into like the era, like now, where it's like even Hateful Eight and stuff are like very dark and very gritty and very mm. kind of critical and almost... Um, like the antithesis of what the John Ford yes. movies were in theme, right? Yeah, that's they kinda, don't really uh, romanticize it as much as they used to. I mean, it's really right. no, trying well, to show you, how dark it was. Yeah, and if you think about it, it was like a very problematic era. Like, unless you're a white male, like, you know, things weren't so great for you in those times. So, like, some of these newer Westerns that kind of address those issues and say, like, well, really things weren't as great as, as maybe they were idealized to be, like, in the 60s. It's like, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, I wish I could live in King Arthur's time. I'd be such a sweet knight. It's yeah. like, no, you'd probably just be a surf, like, right. in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting, emptying out shit balls. Dying at, like, 22. Yeah, yeah it, but if you were anything but a white guy time-traveling to them. Oh, my exactly. God. <laughs> but if you think about something like um, Deadwood, the HBO series, um, that kind of shows you how, Their like, first the, Western the, series. the, the muck yeah. and the grime of, of living in those times. And, and that cowboy cursed yeah yeah <laughs> well beyond that that was kind of so when i was a kid watching that program that was my first key into immigrants role into the west mm-hmm. when you would see the chinese immigrants with the yep. railroad right, you know the right. entire districts contributed to that in uh, in deadwood i would think well what the fuck nobody in these old movies ever talked about this once yeah right. you gotta think like john wayne was playing genghis khan back then yeah. <laughs> like they yeah, weren't getting talk cancer about any of that's that. true that's true <laughs> boo well, you, you know, everything from the way, you know, they viewed Native Americans and that kind of thing, too. Like, um, you know, it was it was idealized and, you know, things are weren't as great as they seem to be. So. Yeah, I mean, you're like cowboys and Indians, right? I mean, that yeah. was uh, and there's a been some really good, good guys, guys and bad guys. That kind of show a more nuanced approach to that, too. There's been movies that do that as well. I would oh, absolutely like Dances with Wolves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Last of the Mohicans, are you guys a fan of that? Would you call that a Western? Or is that a Pioneer Times? That's kind of like The Revenant for me, where yeah. it's, it's not really, it's set in those times, but it doesn't have like the Western tropes, I guess. But it's man versus nature. Yeah. I mean, since we're kind of dancing around it, but one of the things I love the most about the genre is that it can be genre bent so easily. Yeah. yeah. You know, like um, Nicholas Ray, one of my favorite filmmakers, and uh, Johnny Guitar. You oh, know, that's, a, that's a, yeah. a Western, sure, but also it's like a woman's picture. Yeah, fantastic female um, story. So, yeah, I think... Cats uh, Baloo, too, if I could recommend that. Yeah, that one. The Lusty Men, another. Hmm. Um, but these are all, like, genre-bending elements. Like, I think you can have a Western in space. You can have a Western in Certainly. the post-apocalypse. Firefly. I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, you can't take the sky from me. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I can't take the sky, but I can take the quality of a Western from it. It's definitely a Western yeah. influence, but I'd like it. Like, what do I call a clear-cut Western? 
dusty streets. Like you can't have a space western. It's very heavily influenced. But in my just personal categorization. But what's fun is you can take all those and put them anywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I that's my favorite thing about the genre. And you know, going forward, Joe, I almost wonder if everything's going to go so separated from the true past if it's almost easier to say look at the plight of these native aliens opposed to what we actually want to talk about which was the terrible past yeah of the i mean West. i like i hate the so, movie yeah. but like avatar you know yeah. that's essentially sure. just like oh we took the land from the native americans to to get what we could They're out of fighting it. back yeah and, i mean yeah. like we see that kind of stuff taken from our past and and reflected in movies because that's what movies do yeah i bet I enjoy that it's just so freaking cool. Gun shootouts at high <laughs> noon. Pew, pew, pew. You know, like, it's yeah. so... They're, they're the American Samurai, right? And we're talking about the legacy of these movies. The Magnificent Seven. Right? Yeah, Akira yeah, Kurosawa. adaptations from Yojimbo, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kurosawa loved For sure. Ford movies. And then adapted Samurai movies to be, like, Westerns. And then, you know, Spaghetti Western, they're doing the exact story of Yojimbo from Kurosawa into a Western. And then we have space Westerns like Firefly. It's cool. Right. You and know? then you have someone like Quentin Tarantino who takes from everything and just combines it. Now you get these, you know, like Hateful Eight and, and Django. Django Unchained. And yeah. even um, Inglorious Bastards has like a ton of Western. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could argue please. that that's yeah. a Western, man. Like yeah. they, they are, yeah. to me, like they're defined by the stories. Like the, the classic tales of revenge and, and getting what's yours. So is uh, okay. Taxi Driver a Western? He's got that gun mechanism. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's doing he's cowboy pose. Truly, it ends with a shootout. I don't you know. know. Like, I mean, just yeah, like True Gritty, he's just not on a horse. Exactly. These uh, these he's elements in a taxi. are again. It's it's so much of American cinema that it's kind of you know like we had a professor I mentioned before that loved to say every movie is a western. Every movie and, like is a that's western. a philosophy I could definitely get behind. Yeah. Well, then on that, what is your favorite western film let's go around here let's start with our guest Jacob. here's an argument yeah okay, let's, well, go. let's go let's, let's see what the favorites uh, are well it's difficult for me because i would uh i would split it up from like you know old school westerns and then the renaissance the of like 1990 on but um i think you know in terms of old school um i'm a big fan of maybe this is a little deeper cut uh ride the high country which is a sam peckinpah movie not his most well-known movie but i think it was like his second movie that he made um but it's really good um, and yeah, but then it, when it ter- comes to like newer school movies, there's a lot of good Westerns that have come out even in the last decade. Um, one particular one that I like a lot is the assassination of Jesse James by the Ooh, coward Robert beautiful Ford. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Um, really good cinematography, good acting, Brad Pitt, um, Casey Affleck, Casey Affleck. Yeah. Um, very, very long, slow moving, um, more kind of contemplative movie. Um, but I mean, highly it's, recommended. It's people on horses. It's it's shootouts. But yeah. again, is that a Train Western? Robberies. See, that's the when type of movie where it's like, just because it's set in the West, yeah. is it a Western? It's a brotherhood uh, drama. I mean, you know, it's guys saying like, are you are we fraternal? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, if we can talk yeah. about Ride the High Country for just a second, yeah, I would yeah, say absolutely. that's Peckinpah's most personal movie. Shot on Peckinpah Mountain. You know, Joel McCree, Randolph Scott. We're mentioning that maybe Clint Eastwood and John Wayne are the two biggest Western stars ever. But if you don't know who Randolph Scott is, I mean, he is the staple of most Westerns. Um, and, and just an awesome postmodern plot about two cowboys who are too old to be cowboys anymore. I love right. that movie, Jacob. And a lot of people know, you know, The Wild Bunch, those kind of movies. But um, I think this might be his best Western and maybe his best movie, you know. Um, yeah, so definitely watch that. But also Johnny Guitar is a, is a is Johnny a Guitar one. is it's a great one, wreck, yeah. too. How about you guys, Joe, Mike, favorites? I mean, 
Uh, my favorite Western is, well, probably Blazing Saddles. Dude, I mean, phenomenal yes. answer. It's Perfect a, choice. <laughs> it's a satire of yep. it or a parody of the genre, but it's so good. And it, like, it answers some of those questions. Like we said, oh, it'd be really bad to be not a white guy back in the Old West. And this plays with that, and it's so funny. Like, the lead is, it's, it's Mel Brooks at his best, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it hits all of the tropes dead on. I mean, yeah. it is definitely a classic. I mean, you can't limit it just to parody when it is, like you're saying, nailing everything so perfectly and then excelling the genre by saying, well, let's talk about race a little bit. You know, let's, let's talk about it? some other things. Yeah. Exactly. While still being lighthearted. It's like, you know, that's a good way to bring up issues that people don't think about is make them laugh about it first oh, and then remarkable. make them think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And is that the one at the end where it gets like super meta and like breaks the fourth wall? And yeah, it's almost like, like Monty oh, yeah. Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, it's sort yeah of. they go to Grauman's and there's a, an entire fight. Yeah, it's wonderful. They pull, ride their horses out the Paramount Studio front lot. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's um, your favorite Western. Is it your favorite Mel Brooks movie? It is my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Okay. Absolutely. Mm. I also want to throw a nod to um, the 310 to Yuma remake. Sure. I love that I one. Thought that ben was Foster, excellent. Uh, yeah, Ben Foster does a really good yeah. one. And, uh, who made that yeah, movie? Someone I really liked made that movie. Oh, jeez. It is James. James Marigold, the man who oh, did who uh, the, the Wolverine, Wolverine and Logan. And, Logan. Yeah. and that's right. a Western, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Let's, hold on, hold on. Bottle that up. Yeah, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Logan as a Western. That but, might be too much. Yeah, my final recommendation is... Um, watching Westerns. Yeah. yeah. I like the remakes, but I, I, I also think the True Get remake... With mm. Jeff Bridges. I love Jeff Bridges. Coen He's Brothers, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good so one. If you wanna, I like that you can't understand anything Jeff Bridges says. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the color scheme of that movie is really gorgeous, too. So yeah. if you want, like, a Western Western, not Blazing Saddles, you know, yeah. well, I would recommend True but Get still the funny. Remake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. So that's that's mine. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, he still hasn't cut that beard that he grew <laughs> as Mr. Cogburn, Jeff Bridges. That's right. So you got to love that. that. Yeah, exactly. Um... My favorite Western is hands down Wild Wild West with uh, Oh my God. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Jim West Desperado. Rough Rada. No, you don't want nada. Oh my God. Um, you, yeah, you, uh, can I say you especially like the moment where you can see his testicles? Yeah, you, you can see his balls like right <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Will Smith. Oh, classic. Oh, did you not know that? When he is up in the water tower with the girl doing a shootout, he leans up and his testicles are just dangling in the water. Yeah, in the movie? In the movie. Yeah, yeah, was, people have pointed it out as a very weird thing to <laughs> It's bizarre. Uh, that movie is obviously not really my favorite. This is a fun Yeah, answer. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just, you know, like, it came out around my birthday. I went and saw it. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the show it's based on is equally as Yeah, it's based on a show, um, right, where it's like a... It's like James Bond in the Wild West. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so, like, you know, they have, like, cool that. gadgets and shit yeah, like yeah. that, you know. Steampunk Loveless almost. Loveless lost his damn mind yeah. in the West. Yeah. Um, Joe, but, it hits all your uh, quadrants. You would say Western, Kevin Klein in drag, yeah. um, race relations, steampunk spiders. <laughs> steampunk spiders <laughs> and uh, Will Smith rapping. That's all I need out of a movie. Yeah, that's true. And, but, uh, 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 oh, if you think about it, you know, Will Smith, he could have done The Matrix, but he turned down The Matrix to, to do, do Wild Wild West. West. Wild Wild yeah, West. So, yeah. The Matrix wow. was too risky for Will Smith. And there was no song tie in. Yeah. Sure. That would have been great. Yo, 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 the one. It's the Matrix. Yeah. Plug me Respect in. your parents and have fun. Neo. Zeros and ones, imagine? but I'm the one. But maybe not. Who is the ones? Yeah. But I'm just kidding. Wild Wild West is not my favorite Western. It's Back to the Future Part 3. Wow. Uh, another even nice better. <laughs> even <laughs> better. Um, you know, it's it's a Western. It's set in the old time. It's set in the Wild West. Uh, it's oh a classic God. story of revenge. It's got a train in it. Um Oh man, that's great. That makes me want to mention then Shanghai Noon. Uh, <laughs> Shanghai Noon is really guys, like it really it's holds remarkable. up. It really, I really Shanghai Nights holds up better than Shanghai. Really, Noon, I was but Shanghai Noon. I didn't. Good. 
uh, I would say Shanghai Noon, like if you go back and watch it, like it's got like it's got some substance to it, even though Hell you know yeah. it's a comedy, it's a it's a Jackie Chan action. Pick, His name but. is John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> no, John Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, us. That's and then at the end, Owen Wilson name. says, "Well, my real name is Wyatt Earp." <laughs> Yeah. Oh god! Uh, like, That's a terrible cowboy. Name. So good. Yeah. But for real, my favorite yeah. is the uh, the dollars trilogy. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Sierra Leone, like spaghetti westerns. The characters literally called the the man with no name, which Ooh, is incredibly trivia. important to me. Uh, you know, I like. Does that. anybody know what he gets called in the movies, though? Oh no, I do not know what he gets called. Anybody? In so cowboy. at one point, he's just nicknamed Blondie. Oh, hmm. huh. So uh, a little trivia about those films, you know, for those who don't know, you know, the original Fistful of Dollars was just an unofficial adaptation of Kurosawa's Yojimbo, which that was also very Western. He rolls into right. the dusty town controlled by two gangs, gets the sets gangs them against to fight each, each other. other. Yeah. It's so good. And it's classic. And it's a tease for um, maybe the video game section. But Red Dead, I just got to a point where I roll into a dusty town. We're all using pseudonyms. And it seems that there's oh. two factions on either side. Dude. So that's a classic story. I mean, I, you know, it's 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 smart. It's well shot. Um, you know, Clint Eastwood's performances are fucking killer. Uh, yeah, I love the the camera work in particular. I mean, like yeah. the, the the drama that it brings out is just uh, perfect. And any more Koenig score? I mean, oh yeah. Jesus. I mean, like it's you know to me that's the the old west iconography so much so that my other favorite Back to the Future Part Three you know pulls exact scenes out of it. You know, bulletproof vest, <laughs> genius. Yeah. Yep. And they also had that in Shanghai Noon. Yeah. A bulletproof um, metal yeah, play. That's <laughs> one where I watched uh, where the director of Back to the Future just said like straight up like. You know, and when we were pitching them, I just thought, I'll never make a Western movie. Why not just make the yeah, third one a Western? Western yeah. You know, and they did it, and it, it's great, Joe. I love oh, it, it's too. Oh, it's a lot of fun, you yeah. know? Yeah, but those, uh, those Dollars trilogies, that's a really good entry point if you like kind of the grittier anti-hero stuff that's, like, popular now. Yeah. Watch yeah. the Dollars trilogy, you know? Because all the guys who made the movies that you're loving now, like, that's what they were influenced yeah. by. Yeah, like, and beyond that, you them. are going to watch it and think, oh, Clint Eastwood's the same age. No? No. <laughs> no? He was like, what? <laughs> he nope. just looked like that he for, like, He just has years. looked like that. He might be quantum leaping or might be a vampire. <laughs> he just looked no like knows. that. Yeah, from age 21 until then, he is eternal, yeah. Can I give you guys another trivia on that? So, Man With No Name... As Joe or as uh, Mike just mentioned, was unofficially a Kurosawa Yojimbo remake. They did sue, saying, "Well, hold on, you can't just do that." They said, "Oh, fuck, yeah. sorry about that." It was directly remade Yojimbo as an American movie in 1991. Do you guys know what that is? Mm. No. Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis. It's a gangster movie. Uh, oh, that's a, great! He's yeah, a that's booze a runner. That's awesome. Another yeah, another I did not. I didn't put that together. Mm -hmm. That was a. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. That's yeah, fun. and they actually paid the money to directly yeah. just adapt it. That's, that's great. You know, he's got the, the like the fedora and yeah. the uh, <laughs> like vest with the. Yeah. The it's two just Tommy, Tommy guns. guns instead yeah, of swords. That's a, exactly. that's a really oh, that's fun so movie. That's a really bad movie. Well, I said fun. <laughs> I, yep, I heard. It's no you. Hudson Hawk, but uh, <laughs> yep, I do even love better. It. But you know, speaking of Kurosawa, I mean, he he had a ton of influence on westerns um, and from sixties on, and you know, you look at like Seven Samurai, that's been done a million times in in all different genres, and then something like um, even Star Wars, um, Clone Wars, or Rebels, or something. I think Rebels did a Seven Samurai episode. Yeah, yeah, like, with cool. the old clones. They land on the planet. Yeah, yeah. so and, you right, know, and you had the Magnificent Seven, seven and then the second you know, Magnificent my favorite, Seven. My favorite remake is uh, A Bug's Life, which is oh, uh, Seven Samurai, yeah. the animated, the animated Jacob, version. Shut the fuck up. You're exactly right. 
Yeah. I never put that together. That's so great. Hopper is the force coming in that they're all going up against. And they got to. They've got get, the the circus of of bugs that are yeah. trying to be like. And it's seven misfits. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Another uh, thing, the man with no name in Yojimbo, he doesn't tell people his name. He just looks out the window and he sees some mulberry. He says, "Oh, my yeah. name's Mulberry Mulberry Bush. Field." Yeah, mulberry like, okay. Field. So yeah. it's cool that that's translated no name over. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It is a big cycle. If you guys haven't seen... Oh, yeah, wait, no, Colin, I want to get... What's your favorite Western? We got to get to no, it. we're jumping the gun. I wanted yeah. to do that, but real quick, just while we say it, uh, Ca- Cowboy Samurais, just tell me. Sukiyaki Western Django, it exists, it's oh, a movie. Sukiyaki Western Django. Oh, yeah, what's that? One. Tarantino produced it. It's a Japanese like co-production where it's basically blending War of the Roses with Samurais and Westerns. Oh. So the costumes and everything, it's literally Samurai Cowboys. So you'll have a guy... Who draws his gun cross draw like you would a sword from the left side of your body, dude? And it's like they got chaps and also like kimono okay. tops. It's yeah, that, one, okay. that movie's really fun. That's the ultimate. Yeah. Like everything comes full circle and then they mash it into one film. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it either, but um, the good, the bad, and the weird. That is a very one. fun. Oh, yeah, another yeah. western. Lee Byun Hun, who plays. Um, Storm Shadow in the G.I. Joe films, yep. Korean actor. He is one of the coolest bad guys ever in that movie. Whoa, awesome. Yeah, he is so fucking slick. He's like the bad guy gunslinger. Hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite roles he's yeah. ever done. A lot of like gung fu. And he uh, ended up in The Seven Samurai, the Magnificent Seven that they did with Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah, I saw that mm-hmm. recently. So he's been Chris a cowboy Pratt. twice. Pratt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But so what do you guys yeah. prefer, cowboys or samurais? Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, you know, I'm an American. Yeah. <laughs> I like both. I'm a samurai guy, You're a samurai but they're guy. the same thing to me. Yeah, yeah Mike, you just kind because of got of the different cultures. to your side. Same archetype. The difference for me is I love the outfits cowboys wear better. They wear suits to kill people. Like, that's yeah. the coolest thing on the planet. But if you're saying that movie has, like, a Japanese kimono-influenced suit With outfit... straps on the bottom, a cross draw... I might draw. fucking like that the most. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, are you a smuggler or a Jedi? Yeah. 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 You know? Aesthetically mm. speaking, the Sukiyaki Western Django is amazing because they'll have, like, a set... But then the sun setting in the background is literally just a piece of wood painted yellow that they're dropping on a red background. Yeah. So there's this weird, like, dreamlike feel to it because it's so over the top. So recommend that, viewers. Sukiyaki Western Django. Tarantino obviously has a cameo because it's like, I like these. Oh, yeah. fuck. I can already see that. I'm sure he's wearing a cowboy fucking yeah, he hat. Is. Like, uh, yeah. That's, that's what I hear when yeah. you put Tarantino. He gives a big expositional dump. But that's, yeah. it's really fun. The only problem with it I have is that they did the whole movie in English, even the Japanese cast. So they have really strong Japanese accents, so it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah, and that's not a fault. I just think the movie would have been way better just in Japanese with the yeah. exact same aesthetics that they kept. It yeah. was so dope. So if it's a Japanese movie, let them speak Japanese. Yeah, why hurt? I don't know. <laughs> but maybe that's just them trying to like we're gonna do this Japanese Western fusion, and damn it, so will be the English speaking. Yeah, it will mm. be all Western then. Yeah, yeah so mm. it, it's definitely a, a curious uh, study of the way the genres have intertwined and then come to married together in this one movie interesting Hmm. yeah all right i'm gonna tell you guys my favorite so it's also a sergio leone movie the director we've been talking about for the man with no name trilogy Mm -hmm. it's not attached to that it's one of his later works it's called once upon a time in the west oh why did no one say that look it's the best it's charles it stars charles bronson i'm a guy who has multiple charles bronson posters on his wall that's unfortunate um (laughs) it also stars henry fonda as basically the only villain performance he ever did in his career. And it's like astounding. He's got these piercing blue eyes and the way that he just fucking looks through you is so venomous. Now, why do I like it though? None of that stuff. Who cares? That is all literally whipped cream on top. It is the score. A Neil Morricone's Ecstasy of Gold is maybe the best music ever set to film. Wow. Now that's a good, because we think Jaws music, the Star Wars theme, but really... 
That music has been used in Looney Tunes. I oh, mean, yeah. It uh, is. It, it's known, man. That's yeah, the that's, soundtrack of the West, literally. Yeah. yeah, again, it's like that's the type of stuff where, you know, like when we were talking in the Star Trek episode about not necessarily needing to watch the original series, like, because you, you just know it. I feel like old West movies, you just know it. Like, yeah. you're, you're born with that knowledge. You see a tumbleweed go by. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you yeah. hear that old music. You've ever seen like, yeah, oh. like Looney Tunes, Tiny Tunes, Animaniacs, any, any yeah. fucking, you know. They do the Western parody. I don't watch kids shows now, but like, I'm sure kids shows like steven universe probably does a western parody at some oh, point guarantee. yeah it's just funny that the quintessential soundtrack of the quintessential american ideal genre is coming from an italian guy an italian doing guy. an episimile yeah. basically it makes sense to spaghetti me. western <laughs> yeah that's more american than that yeah. right um so here's a cool little bit of trivia Quentin Tarantino, of course, is obsessed with these films, so in his mind, I'm sure he's jacking off just thinking like, oh, if I could make a Western with an Ennio Morricone score, I would fucking bust my load. <laughs> Guess what, guys? He gets to do that. John Carpenter commissioned Ennio Morricone to do the score for Escape from New York, and then he fucking threw it out because he was like, oh, you know what? I don't really need this. And if you guys don't know, yeah. obviously, he <laughs> yeah. synthesized like, the shit out of it afterwards. So yeah. that's, of course, I, I like John, John Carpenter. Another good stuff. Western John Carpenter did is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, and Kurt Russell Western. admitted to doing yeah. a, a, a John, John Wayne, Wayne impression. impression. The whole movie. Yeah. The you way that he's pronouncing Jack stuff. Jack yeah. says. You know, yeah. exactly. Oh, so. Jack thinks we gotta go. Yeah, the exactly. hell with it. <laughs> um, so, of course. Once Upon a Time uh, in the West. Once Upon a Time in the West. Or no, I'm sorry. So to backtrack. So Quentin Tarantino's making Hateful Eight. And he's like, God, if I... I could only fucking get some music to go with this. John Carpenter says, I have this entire score I have never used from a Neo Morricone. And he uses it. And it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, the whole score in Hateful Eight is... Uh, partially. It's partially uh, influenced. And then they, of course, had to build it out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah it's I mean, got it a Neo Morricone. There's yeah, that exactly. one song I really like in Hateful Eight. That's like, oh, where she plays the guitar? Uh, no, I was thinking of just like in the score when like when they're going into the cabin. It's just that menacing like dun-dun mm. or something. Mm. But... Uh, I thought, didn't he also use Morricone music in uh, Django at one point? Oh, yeah. He completely rips up and reuses but Ecstasy they, of they Gold. They kind of had like a falling out, too, where like, he's, like Morricone said, like, Tarantino's like a piece of shit to work with, which a lot of people you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. said before. <laughs> Most so. people who work with him. He calls him a recycler. He says yeah. that he will just rip stuff apart and that he does not respect the process. And that when you get scenes in Inglorious Bastards where he's using cat people, a David Bowie song, right. it's yeah. like, well, this is kind of weird, <laughs> but I love it. So yeah. I, I would argue he's really cares? good at, at matching. I mean, it's the same kind of stuff that Zack Snyder does, you know. Mm. Like, I mean, love it or hate shot, it, it's yeah. a style. Well, there's the a seat. shot in uh, Inglorious Bastards that's literally that that famous searcher shot where she comes out of the doorway. Right? Oh, so, so yeah. beautiful! Isn't yeah. that an homage then? Yeah, but all his movies are just a ton of homages just mashed together. That's but in how you a way know he's a genius. Works. I mean, yeah. speaking of homages that he's done, though, like the whole presentation of Hateful Eight was really a throwback to how we used to see movies in he this shot country. 70 millimeter, right? He shot yeah, 70 millimeter, millimeter and he took it on the road. And no yeah, light. road show. Right? Guys, yeah. he did one of the most successful road shows since, mm, is it a Western? Gone with the Wind? Mm. Mm, I'm yeah. going to say no. I'm My problem no. with uh, Hateful Eight, though, I just wish it was a better movie because yeah. uh, I was a little disappointed with it. <laughs> oh, I wish it wasn't completely boring in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, it's, oh, it's, okay. he originally wrote it as like a stage play, right? And that kind yeah. of shows because it's very wordy and it's very one location, which is like 70 millimeter film, which is great, but you're inside this cabin the whole time. So, yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of like Quentin Tarantino's style now? Is just yeah. long, long-winded scenes where characters all talk like they're in a true, Joss Whedon but at least movie. something you know, Django Unchained had very visually interesting. 
interesting uh, set pieces and that kind of thing True. as well. Yeah. I, I always thought since Reservoir Dogs that Tarantino's thing was having people sit down and talk. Yeah, yeah. that, yeah, that is his the thing. circle. One thing that Hateful Eight does do that we were kind of discussing early on is like it's bringing in all these elements about good versus evil, uh, race, class, you know, sexism, because there's all these different characters in the cabin together and they can kind of mm. look at where do these people fit in in this world of you know, the lawless West. And mm. I, I give them credit for at least including that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you got the old Confederate general, you got uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And the other thing is, like, all the Suck characters my are. Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the, you know, it's called The Hateful Eight, and all the characters in that movie are, like, huge pieces of shit. Bad very guy, unlikable right? people. And uh, it's just about what happens when they all get together, you know? Yep, yep, yep. The script leaked. He had to rewrite the ending as well. Mm. So, kind of a lot of red flags on that one unfortunately i don't like that movie yeah. not his best just work. be real i think it's yeah. pretty overhyped yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's overhyped i mean it, i don't think anyone really hypes it that much anymore i mean There's i guess down the corner when it came out talking like, about you it. have <laughs> to see this movie yeah. i think most people like, didn't work 90 percent of the time 70 mil uh, mm. yeah i, I think mean, most people would say it's his worst or one of his worst movies for sure um, All right, well, let's talk about some stuff that I do like watching. How about TV Westworld? That's stuff true. That's we should touch on this. We got Deadwood. the big one. Let's jump into Westworld. Even better oh, than Westworld. Deadwood, in my opinion. <laughs> well, Westworld isn't really a Western, though. It's set in a Western yeah. theme yeah. park, but I would consider it way more sci-fi than Western. Well, but what if the facility they're in is in the West? Then is it a Western? You know, uh, well, Star Trek has Western episodes, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a real Western. It takes the tropes of a Western in, in the in the in the framing of a theme park, right? But can you really... And I guess, I mean, the 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 obviously the robot characters think they're in a Western or think yes. that their lives are a Western, but yeah. it's really more a, 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 like a mind-bending sci-fi to me. I mean, I like we dance around the semantics a lot about what it means yeah. to be a Western and like... What does it mean to be human, <laughs> if it If it takes the tropes of it and applies it, it is. Like, to me, like, the tropes and the iconography are what makes it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's set this up real quick. I burned through both seasons. How about you guys? Have you seen I've only all? seen season one. Okay. I've not seen any Westworld. I haven't had a lot of interest I really to see season two. Lost interest halfway through season one. Yeah. All right. Uh, I love the original Westworld. Yeah, that is right. Um, Michael Crichton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, listen to our Jurassic it. Park episode yeah. where we talk about um, it. We directed it. Yeah, personally, I'm not really a huge fan of these Christopher Nolan esque, um, which is, you know, obviously his brother makes this movie in this this show Jonathan right? Nolan. um but these Lisa these Joy. where they set up these mysteries and then they just get strung out forever and then they never really get fully answered and then there's like twists and stuff but it's just yes, not because he comes from the uh the era uh, the, of lost well <laughs> the yeah. truly yeah. from truly from the company the bad robot school of because right. he jonathan nolan his box. last film was or tv show was that uh high concept post 9 11 uh we're all watching each other with michael emerson and, and jim caviezel i don't remember what that's uh, called people no, i think about you know i think about right. lost and i think yeah. about the mystery box the, show that new that newer hbo one where the people disappear with uh, J- with Justin Thoreau, you know. The oh leftovers. yeah, the leftovers. Yeah, that's another one that was made by one of the co-creators of Lost. It's like sets up a bunch of stuff. I never finished it, but uh, mm-hmm. never finished it either. Yeah. And something I lost interest in. So you guys are saying Westwood over Deadwood on the HBO side? No, Des- I'm Deadwood saying Westworld is, over Deadworld. No, Deadwood, I'm saying personally. Deadwood is the quintessential yeah. classic Western set in those times. Just a very traditional Western, but it really shows you the the dirt and the grime of living in that era and it has interesting characters and it's it's really good is justified a western 
Uh, I have not seen Justified. It's set in Kentucky. But it's more of a modern Western, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like, Elmore uh, Leonard. Yeah. I like, uh, as far as Western TV shows, I mean, we've got to mention, you know, things like Bonanza, Gunsmoke, and The Rifleman. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, that's the classic. My dad loves The Rifleman. He calls it the killing because every episode almost, he's just killing the guy who's <laughs> messing up the town. And it's like, I'm the sheriff, you know? Mike, my dad also loved The Rifleman. Yeah. And I can say, I have seen so many fucking episodes of that TV show and Bonanza. Yep. And Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke. Uh, Marshall Dillon. Marshall Dillon, Marshall Dillon. Um, yeah. We in college had a film test, I guess, for our program. The first thing you ever get to edit is an episode of Gunsmoke. So wow. it's always kind of been the there for yeah. us. Yeah. That's really great. But really, if you think about Deadwood as a as kind of a modern take on those shows, where, the, again, those shows were very idealistic. The romantic very version. classic good oh, guy versus Miss bad guy. Miss Kitty is a prostitute <laughs> on Gunsmoke. It's right. never said she is just the madam of the right. whorehouse. Right. And then Deadwood is kind of that same show, but pulling back the curtains, the romantic, um, you know, glaze of it, and then seeing, like, oh, this is what it really was more like, you know. Yeah. Like more... A lot more F words and stuff too, as well. Heck yeah, Cowboys curse, Swearingen cocksucker. You got a bunch of, uh, you know, yeah, like Rifleman. It's like, oh, I'm sweet on the school teacher, you know. Yeah, it's like very wholesome. Uh, you know? yeah, yeah, and you got a baseball star playing the lead. Meanwhile, I've yeah. been rewatching a lot of Deadwood recently. A lot of guest stars pop up. Kristen Bell plays a young prostitute oh, yeah. in an episode where you're just like, wow, this is breaking my heart. But Westworld, one, and spoiler alerts. Just, I'm not gonna talk about anything since you guys haven't gone forward but season three i would be very curious to see how it could still be about the old west who knows well it's so not it really might just be sci-fi going the forward west, right but i think it does some of the best old west stuff ever in this last season episode seven of season two it's just called akachetta it just follows a right, sioux like indian, indian tribe man yeah. He speaks Sue the entire time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you. What media have you ever seen like that from that point of view? You know, I think it does a wonderful job of that. That's true. I have not seen any stories told like that. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about the on-screen representation? Because Westworld is technically a simulation, but there's another big Western simulation that is blowing up right now, and I don't know if we want to mosey on over. Ooh, I say we do it. Well, with a transition like that, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I took my shot, and I never Let's missed. Let's do it. Ooh, that's because you're a dead eye, Mike. That's right. Bang, bang. Yeah. All right, well, howdy there. Welcome into the saloon. We're here talking the Western genre video games. And we all know right now what's the talk of the uh, interwebs is Red Dead Redemption 2. 10 out of 10 scores everywhere. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing it. Jacob, you've been playing it? I've been playing the shit out of it. Colin, Joe, you guys been playing this at all? I've been playing it like crazy. Joe? No, I, how have you been playing it? I've been playing it. I've been playing it all over. Oh. He's been going to other people's houses yeah, and breaking and in. sitting down and playing it. <laughs> I, I got I to get on my B&E skills. That's here. what that backup quarterback was doing. Yeah. Just I, I have oh, not Chad played Kelly. it. Um, I'm excited to, but also I'm not in any rush because it is an evergreen game. Like When I get oh, it, I will the talk sit down the and tear right through now, it. Though. you got to get in with the... The talk of the town. No, Joe, I would say... <laughs> town talk. I got my third gameplay as Spider-Man Easy, right partner. Now. We yeah, don't want no Spider-Man. trouble. Joe, no, it's going to fall to the side. News. It's going to be one of these games like Skyrim where you never see it again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely It's going to be no, gone. it's an easy game of the year contender. I absolutely love it. Um, um, but before, I mean, I, I have played the first one. Yeah. And I yeah. played the first one 
probably four or five years after it came out, bought the mega edition that had the zombie uh, DLC included. See, you guys yeah. are saying Loved you it. played Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. I played Red, Red Dead, Dead Revolver. Revolver. I played Revolver I as well. I love that game. So oh, what is Revolver? I don't that was a that PS2 was that game. One? That yep. was the first one. Uh-huh. And we should say Rockstar, the people who make Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it had like a, a slow motion dead eye system. Oh, I do remember that. And, and Gun was another of the similar yep. brand. Yeah. And then uh, Juarez Gunslinger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there, there yeah. was a time where like for a solid two years, Western games were it. I mean, that's what you were getting. And then now it's been how many years since Red Dead 1? Uh, I think that came out in like 2011. And um, I definitely played the first one. No, I think so. No, it was, it was, <laughs> was PS3. It? I thought it was older than that's that. last console cycle. I mean, that's yeah. seven years ago or eight. Years I would ago. say at least then. I think Jay um, right. But uh, you know, I played the first one. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, there were some issues with it um, that I had, and I really liked it. I really wanted it to be better. And then this game came out, and this game blows the first one out of the water, and it's just great. The horse controls were so bad in the first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the horse controls, and, and so looking back, had some of the. Now. Some of the the bad tendencies of like open world games at that time, um, but in terms of Red Dead Redemption Two, I absolutely love it. I would put it; it's getting up there to like Witcher Three levels of like uh, one of the best obsessions. games I've ever played. So <laughs> Witcher, the game which hijacked the uh, Bethesda episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, Bethesda's best game, Witcher Three. Witcher That's what Three. I was this game really is an extension of a lot of what Witcher Three did in terms of open world, in terms of immersiveness. This is the Maybe if not the biggest by land size, I don't know if it is or not, but this is the biggest, most detailed, most immersive open world game that's ever been made. Here's my hot take. I don't care how big your map is. Yeah. I'm not just talking about it. In <laughs> it ain't about the size no. it's how you use it. Exactly. But I'm I... not just talking about in terms of area. I'm talking about in terms of there's so much to do. Every NPC you can talk to, there's all kinds of side characters that come up and it's the the immersive gameplay it's it's more immersive than any game hold on let me jump back to what mike said though because when cole booted it up the first thing i said to him was show me the map he zoomed all the way out i said that's how big it is he said yeah i think so i said is it larger than just cause he said yes i said is it larger than zelda he said yes we're getting to that point where I just kind of nod my head and say, okay, yeah. that's a cool fact about a game is that it has the biggest map. I'm into density. Well, I don't density. think the, the, the size of the map matters so much as what you put inside of it, right? And this world just feels so alive. When you walk mm, around, there's so much to do. Geographically, if you break it up, it can matter to me. And I think it's cool that it's big. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, but we're getting but to that I'm pissing just saying, contest. It's just so packed full of... Of life All right, so like, let's kind of give an overview then. It's a huge map. It's a Western game. You're playing Arthur Morgan, right? You're yes. a member of a band of outlaws on the run. The West is uh, being intruded Well, we should upon. say, like, if you played the first one, you played John Marston, a character that was in this gang that left. Um, this game is a prequel to that game. Yeah. Um, and you see, so in the first one, you track down and you, you kill or you let go some of the the old members of the gang, including Dutch, who was the, the end, end big boss guy. Um, in this game, you're playing Arthur Morgan, and John Marston is there, but you get a kind of a different perspective on him and a different perspective on Dutch and the gang. Um, and it's just really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that's- I was pretty surprised by how much John Marston's pulled out of it so far. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good to get a different take on that character. I was a big John Marston fan. I'm also a Jack Marston fan, and he's in this game as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's the story, and then What's layered upon this massive world that we were just arguing over, whether that's a good thing or not, are these systems upon systems. There's a hunting system. There's a fishing system. There's obviously a horse riding. There's gunfighting systems. There's bounty hunting. There is the standard story. There's so much variety of 
gameplay types in this. About yeah. half of those sound really cool to me, and the other half are like, I'm never gonna go fishing in this game. No. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's there's a lot from the first game. I mean, you can play poker, you can play five fingers. See, now yeah. that is the knife game. <laughs> I, the, the thing that took <laughs> hours of my fucking day playing the the Red Dead Redemption. Playing Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Right. Yeah. Like I'd waste an hour and be like, yeah. "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah. With just the other day, options, I played though. 45 minutes of poker in, in Red Dead Redemption. I'm like, I'm literally playing an online poker game right yeah. now. <laughs> in I, so dumb. Western. I was doing a scripted fishing event, and I didn't realize I could just quit whenever I wanted. So I fished for like 30 minutes. Oh, when is God. it enough fish? I just yeah. kept. I'm like, when does this end? And so, you teach yeah. a man to fish. You can fish forever. Yeah. But, but I will say, you know, just um, like. What I've been doing is I, I go out into the wilderness for like days on end, in, in-game days on end, um, and you can tame wild horses, you can hunt, you can skin, and everything is so detailed. Like it's not like you're just pressing a button and then you get the skin in your inventory. Like you see the animation of him yeah. skinning the animal into slow, and that's what I like about it is actually the pace and the just the the rhythm to the game where it's like it makes you do these things like if you want to cook some meat you got to set up your campfire and then you got to hold the meat over the fire for like 30 seconds to get one piece of meat i don't know man that does not necessarily sound like my idea of a fun time in a video game yeah i mean Mm. it's just all about the immersion and if you want you know some of the more the shortcutty video game aspects like you're not going to enjoy as much because like there is fast travel in this game but you have to unlock it you have to like pay for something to unlock it mm-hmm. or you can ride on trains and that kind Wait, of thing. like what like real money or in game no no no, 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 no. in game like, currency like you have to upgrade yeah upgrade your, your camp. camp oh that's that's not that bad no, no but well, you don't like, get I'm it not... unlocked from the very beginning and some people yeah. that's that's more important than others but Really, I mean, if you just get into the immersion in the in the rhythm of this game, you just you start to get lost in it, and you feel like you're actually in the Wild West. But hold on, I, I have ADD. I just drank a Red Bull. <laughs> I've got my podcast playing. I've got a movie playing on my laptop. Well, and you're you telling know, me I can't fast travel in this game? <laughs> yeah, that's not the kind of game it is. But, you know? Sure, but like you know, I don't want to play Grand Theft Auto and be like, all right, I just woke up. I got to brush my teeth, get down. Uh, to the I car. do. I love the nitty gritty. Oh man, I oh, saw man. such a cool <laughs> GIF online. Talk about the detail world of a deer who couldn't escape because it had caught its antlers in another dead deer's carcass. Oh, so oh my god. You, I mean, so who is programming that? Right. That's that what I'm happens saying. The level of life. detail in this game has never been seen before. Like, you go, okay, you shoot a shotkeeper in the leg, and then you leave, and then you come back the next day to, like, finish him off. He's got a wooden leg where his oh my leg was. Oh, no way. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. It's insane, the level of detail. So, I've been playing a lot. Colin's been playing a lot. Jacob's been playing a lot. I do have criticisms about it, and it's mm. kind of kind of what we're discussing here. What's your expectation, right? Yeah. And I'm an adult human with a job and a life and shit that needs to get done. Yeah. And I find it hard for me sometimes with the pace because everything takes so long. Yeah, I got to brush my teeth. I got to cook the meat, right? It's like this game, having to ride the horses from A to B, to me, is very boring. And I know maybe that's a hot take because it's a cowboy game. You're going to ride a horse. Could you Could you sit down and play the game for an hour and be satisfied? No, I would need three hours to be satisfied with okay. a session. In so it's game. not like you could just turn it on, have an hour long session, be done. I would could. feel like I was no, just yeah, getting. I would feel good about it though. With you what would. I did, yeah. yeah. For Depends me, on what you do in an hour, I feel like I could put on my outfit, get my horse ready, 
ride into town and talk to an NPC and get halfway through a mission. I yeah. feel like I could do that in an hour. I would not complete one mission. Hmm. I just goose girls, honestly. It depends I just on how you prioritize around it. I could do that games. for an hour. It's okay, fine. you two are fucking maniacs. <laughs> Jacob's favorite thing about the game is you watch animals get skinned yeah. and you're just chasing women. I like to see where they go and sleep at night and then I kind of creep around. I try to get in. It's pretty It's pretty. Listen, cool I will say, you know, I, don't know. I think our experience would be a lot different. In this I will game. say I spend unusually long periods of time in this game doing things that other people might not be doing like I spent like 45 minutes at a time like picking out an outfit for my guy and like that's the, for that, the day more or than is that the guy. outfit he will wear no that's mission. Uh, the first time when I wanted yeah. to get like a really f- nice outfit for my yeah. guy I spent a long time <laughs> Joe you There's go so to a hat or a <laughs> he was he was so good he really deserved I it. really wanted to get him a nice outfit but think about this Joe you go to a haberdashery you pick out that outfit say that word again haberdashery <laughs> there's <laughs> nine different coat options with nine different color combinations you, for each one you rent a room that's 181 coats. <laughs> you rent a room at the saloon to see to put on that outfit. You take a bath. Take a You're bath. You have this bath. lady coming. You have in an option sometimes. to bring a woman in to scrub you. I mean, it's like you're playing and you're like, well, I didn't intend for any of this to happen, but fucking two hours have gone by, and I guess and all I this is my life. Bath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know, listen, man. I've spent so much of my time customizing this game. I've customized my guns down to the so color cool. of the metal and the so engravings cool. on them. That's true. So it is um, deep, right? You can customize so, their I mean, mirror color stocks. But have well, you like, guys also you seen... like braided your horse's yeah. hair, right? Yeah, yeah, he looks great, and he's a good boy. <laughs> and I brush him. Um, you can brush. I your named horse. my main horse, which is the because because Cole got the pre-order, so we got a special free horse from the pre-order. Um, it's this 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 gray horse. I love him. I call him Greywind, which is a Game of Thrones uh, uh, reference. Oh, but uh, <laughs> very cool. <laughs> but let yeah. me ask you this: Have you guys ever seen the movie Silverado? Uh, Kevin Klein. Oh, it's a, so it's like a '90s. It's it's by Lawrence Kasdan, the guys who just did Solo. You know the the Star Wars writers. Yep. It was their attempt at well, we'll make westerns like super cool. It's it's super dope. Kevin Klein's quest in that movie is to get his hat back. I mean, it's it's yeah. those finer details. Oh, you lose your hat constantly. Yeah, game. but still, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's one complaint I've heard. Like, I spent forty five minutes picking out a hat and I lost the fucking thing. You're in that well, world. You, can, you have pride of it. That's yeah, the cool part. Can you can you tie it down though? Like, well, just you, in case no. anyone doesn't know, you can when you get on your horse, you can go into the options and put your hat back on, even if you lost it. So. I don't know if people. Well, so you don't, don't have to like go chase no. it. No, 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 no. You just go. You just yeah. put it back on in the menu system. Second to Dark Souls, this is the most cryptic explanation of how the game works I've oh, ever fucking seen. Oh, the menus are very confusing. It <laughs> yeah, takes but a just long time to get used to them. Well, when you put your hat back on. You gotta get on your horse, press L1, <laughs> press R1 to yeah. go to your item inventory. Yeah, then literally. Hold left down. Hold on, go, Mike. Uh, so you're hitting on a, a complaint I have with to the play. video game. Let me tell you this, Jacob. How do you feel about the controls? I find the controls to be annoying. They were yeah. very hard to get into. Um, I've played probably... I would say over 12 hours this game, probably more than that. And I'm just now getting used to some of the menus and some of the control systems. Or the quick in this keys game. and quick commands. And this game's yeah. only been out for about a week and a half I, at yeah. this point. Yeah, I constantly find myself like just walking through town and then like, what, what's the menu? And I just fucking shoot somebody. Yeah, yeah. And now all the cops are after me. And it's like, I didn't want to do that. So oh, when left stars, trigger is yeah. just to pull out your gun and right trigger is to shoot super fast. It depends on the situation because sometimes they do other things. It depends but on if you're on your horse But my issue with that is, like, aren't we getting to the point with controllers where everything should be pressure-based? You know, that it's the mm, lighter finesse touch. Press. It's exactly There is some of that. Hold. Like in some of the story missions, there's a... There's quick time events where you have to slowly draw your gun mm. to like shoot a gun out of someone's hand. Pull um, R2 slowly. Yeah. yeah. 
But as technology develops, do you guys have an issue if it becomes more fine motor control based? I've seen a lot of people complain about the elements of the Switch, people with handicaps saying motion controls are unfair. I cannot uh, use interesting. those. Yeah, I mean, I Xbox and Microsoft have made a huge uh, push in the last year for controllers that are for everyone to play. Like, they have um, a handicapped-friendly uh, controller that and they put out. wonderful. And I think, like, if you're going to make that a part of a game, which I think you should, I think that's cool. Um, you just got to make sure everyone can do it. Or make sure you yes. can turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, or make sure you yeah, can or turn something it off. like that. But like you know, if if Microsoft can get their shit together to make a a a handicap friendly controller, I think every company should be able to. Well, Bill Gates yeah. is out there solving all the world's disease problems. Yeah, in the area. <laughs> that's true. He would Let be the guy with too. the company that would do that. No. Um, but yeah, to get back to Red Dead Redemption, I Bloodborne. I don't actually have a <laughs> have a problem with the controls. I do. Once you get used to them, yeah. It's it, it it gets a lot better. Like at first, it's it's a steep learning curve on some of the controls in this definitely, game. Definitely, definitely. But I think once you play it for a while, punishing you though, get used to. You it. know, to put yourself in a situation where it's like I just want to pet this dog or wave hi to somebody, and instead I shot a woman in the town square, <laughs> and the police are coming. It's like yeah, why petting dogs is not really something I'm dying to do in video. I am. No, you I can am. pet your horse in this game. You can brush it. I brush my horse yeah. all the time. I brush I feed and it feed it apples all the fucking time. If you don't time. brush your horse, it gets sad and then it's down yeah. and it'll like not yeah, yeah. obey you and if your horse gets dirty you gotta brush it listen one complaint <laughs> i have in this game you can only stable four horses at a time i have only a big problem with four. that and you are in only love four. with horses no wow. because i want to name the meat after my little pony. horse fan but <laughs> jacob's got real horse girl energy yeah. right no, now. No, no no i'm not a horse girl or a horse guy <laughs> i do like horses they're all right but my point is okay so one of the things i like to do in this game i go out in the wilderness I spend six days at a time just hunting. You can tame wild horses in this game, which is really fun to me. So I, I go, wild I, I tame wild horses. I ride them back to the stable. I sell them. But if I had a bigger stable, I could have like, you know, 12 horses at a time. You could have a <laughs> Jacob, you could be a rancher. That'd be great. Yeah. And you can get different, you know, different colors, different breeds and everything. I'm trying to get the fastest horse and I want a pure black Super fast horse. That's my goal in this game. I'll tell you, everything you you're saying effect? sounds like really boring and terrible to me. But what we're watching on the screen right now <laughs> was a bar fight in a, in oh, a yeah, gameplay video. That's fine. That sounds like a lot of fun. You want to get in a saloon bar fight, get thrown yeah. out a window, you can do that. The I've yet to have my high cool. noon showdown in the middle of town. Yeah, see, I want yeah. more stuff like that, less like well, it's all, it's all the Sims all the in the stuff. Old West. It's not the Sims. I'm not saying that, but I mean, horses are cool. But <laughs> uh, real quick, hey, do you guys know my stance on horses? I love all westerns, like I mentioned, the clothes, the guns, everything. Yeah. I hate horses. Do you guys know why? They're just why? big dogs. Because mm. horses killed Superman. That's right, Joe. Because wow, horses killed Superman. That's true. <laughs> and I will never let that go. No, that was is that the horse's fault or yes. is that his fault? No, it was the horse's fault. It's Superman's fault. fault he got kicked by a horse. How he was riding, you. wasn't he riding he the fell horse? Off it. I thought the horse. Yeah, anyone who rides a horse, if they get hurt riding the horse, that's kind of their own fault. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's and anybody that gets annoyed with how slow this game is playing, it's kind of your fault because you <laughs> yeah. bought it. Yeah, Maybe it's true. not the game for you. Maybe yeah. you should play fucking Fortnite. Stop riding horses. <laughs> oh, oh, play Fortnite, you normie. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And the other thing is, like, this game is normie as shit. I mean, like, let's I never said it wasn't normie. It's, it's, no, it's a huge cool selling game. Yeah, but, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, it is mainstream. Are we talking game of the year? I mean, is it. Oh, absolutely. It's got to be a contender. Even I can't think 
of a better game. Can that we came name out this maybe year? the big three this year? Is probably God of War, yep. Spider Man, and Red Dead. Red Dead from the see those size. other two don't sound that interesting. Yeah. Me. Well, would you know that God of War <laughs> is also open world? <laughs> Joe's gonna it's just much Yeah. Smaller. No, I've seen I've seen yeah. that. It looks uh, okay. But two Sony exclusives and uh, a mainstream. I mean, this is this is you know The Witcher in 2015. This is 2018's The Witcher. Like, this is the game of the year i mean i'll, I'll definitely get there it's a game i do yeah. want to check out. well i mean it depends on how much you like the now. first one it's very much like the first one but just more more I like expansive the one, but more i agree deeper. with mike i was frustrated by you know like i don't want to ride out 45 minutes into the desert because i'm dicking around doing something dumb my horse dies and it's like well i guess i'll just kill myself i'll just yeah. walk back <laughs> hold on yeah. let me throw this well to your you horse though, doesn't Joe. die that much i've it's seen you do that horse. in grand theft auto where you crash your car and you're doing crazy cheats isn't it exactly the same but yeah. it's just in the old west well yeah, that's see, the I, thing if you just want to fuck around grand theft auto style this isn't really the game for that you can do that and i've done that where oh, i've, yeah, I've saved the game you can, but I've I've saved the game and then done that and then reloaded the save because it does screw up a lot Everything. of things for yeah. you. Like there's a morality system. There is like you can't just you can be a bad guy, but then you're gonna get huge bounties on your head. You're gonna be wanted everywhere. You're gonna have bounty hunters. Well, that could I be a fun play way a whole to play. Game yeah. Where you just go through being <laughs> fucking villainous. So let's dude. say for, first, yeah, I like the idea of just hunting down. You know, bounties. Every, you know, that's like part the of the yeah. Being a bounty hunter sounds dope. Too. Every that's, town yeah, I'm not trying to feed my sure. horse apples or pet it or braid its hair, but I'll, I'll you hunt You can do all bounties. of that, though. That's the whole point. Is like but you can do even all cooler, you kill somebody, you have to pick up the body, you have to put it on the back yeah. of the horse, you travel Turn in with the bounty. It. Yeah, exactly. You lasso someone, you hog time, you put them on the back, you take them back for the bounty. Yeah. Like, there's so much to this oh, game. Oh, Jacob brings them back alive. Interesting. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's talk the morality system. First playthrough, are you white hat or black hat? Are you doing the right thing or the I'm wrong like thing. down the middle I guess because I you know you have, you'll have side characters coming up to him and be like oh help me blah 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 and I'll be like sure I'll help you but sometimes I'm just like I see a, a lone horseman on the trail mm. I'm like give me your fucking money <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know they, if they so try you're a bad guy if you think no one's watching basically yeah because Ooh. the system in this we game like, if you, no there's, like, yeah. basically if you commit a crime there are and there's a witness they will yeah. try to run back and tell the authorities so you can apprehend those witnesses and if you take them down then there's no one to report your crime. So you're a you good guy as long as there are no witnesses. <laughs> That's what this game kind of trains you to be. In the public eye, I'm a great guy. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking white hat and black hat, I didn't mention this before, but here's my theory yeah. when we're talking Westworld. Like if people are like, what would you do in Westworld? Oh, I would be a bad guy in Westworld. You want to be a patron, you know, <laughs> you're paying all that money. Dark, shooting up robots. Here's the only way I think people should play Westworld. I think when you go there and put on the cowboy outfits, just convince other people you're one of the robots. <laughs> oh, that is boop, the boop. only way well, to play. Well, the robots it. don't great. know they're robots. Well, sure, well, exactly. But you you're just being very general. No, no, no. But you're just shit. like, come on, man, we'll do this. Like, oh, this is one of those helpless uh, replicants or whatever. And then when they try to shoot you, you turn on them. <laughs> that's the only way to play Westworld. <laughs> Jacob, you Isn't can go like human horses. Yes, humans? that's why you start strangling the other humans. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you could just pretend that you're taming horses yeah. as a robot. Yeah. Look, I do. You know, I do everything. I tame horses. I hunt animals. I'm trying to hunt down the 16 legendary yeah. animals in this game. What are they the like special... Bigfoot? Uh... No, no, it's just legendary version. No, like, there's like legendary a bear. bear, the legendary yeah. elk, the legendary Bigfoot. crocodile. Bigfoot, a dragon. Legendary. Oh, it's not that. dragon. Run, John Marston. To me, this game is very realism-based. It's yeah. very like mm. trying to be as realistic as possible about the, yeah. the era. I always and, slow down time when I shoot people, too. Yeah. Well, here, what's realistic about it is it really reminds me why I'm glad I don't ride horses every day, because it's fucking boring. why you don't live 
boring. I don't think time. it's boring. True, though. but like, they I don't have to deal with the traffic of the 101. That's so. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I yeah. mean, is it any less like is it any less interesting than riding a car around in Grand Theft Auto Five? Yeah. Um, Driving a taxi, but it, they're it, both trash compared car. to web swinging through New York. And City. that's that's true. So let's look at Spider-Man. I guess you know it's just a matter of personal. <laughs> the scowls Jacob preference. and I just got, and the smiles on Joe and Mike's face. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bullshit. I'm just saying. It, like, let me make know. an argument, right? <laughs> Spider-Man is a game where you can jump in and in one hour do six side missions, swing around the city, get a lot done. Mm. It feels like you get a lot done in that hour. And the traversal is fun. Just swinging around is fun. For me, Red Dead is very big. It takes me an hour to maybe get one thing done. And the traversal feels taxing. So they're opposites where Spider-Man has a smaller dense map, but it's more dense per square mile. I mean, you're just doing, you know, that's comparing New York City to the old all of it yeah Yeah. sure yeah for me i have to disagree i love just riding around on the horse i just don't have time the scenery is beautiful (laughs) jacob i'm with you when i play zelda breath of the wild half of it is the fact that i am in my small dingy la apartment there's fucking smog outside i haven't seen a goddamn (laughs) green tree in forever and it's just gorgeous to be out there and live it it is a beautiful game this game looks gorgeous and this game to me it's like you know To go back to Deadwood, like Deadwood is super um, atmospheric of that era. This game feels like you're living in Deadwood almost. It's like Hmm. you can do anything you want to do. You can go around, you can camp, you can cut your beard into weird styles, you can stab people. Yeah. You can do everything. If you like stabbing, you would like this game. All very normal. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'll definitely get to it. It's definitely something I'm excited about. I'm not trying to shit on it at all. Um, I am a little bit, but just for fun. I shit on the hype because I I do wonder what people find interesting about it. Like the normie thing of, like, you guys are debating right now. You get hyped a bunch. Well, is it cool? Like, do people want to live in Western time? I have no idea. Maybe because there hasn't been a game like this in a while. People want to live in Western times until they think about, like, like indoor plumbing yeah exactly. yeah it's, it's more like westworld Dysentary. like you want to go to westworld and, and act out the west but you don't want to live there no do you guys have to like take shits and sleep and like all that kind of stuff? no we, we have to sleep. sleep you don't hey, take shit okay, can i tell you i love how you're laughing at that but if you don't pet your yeah. horse it gets sad yeah no, but you're laughing about this small mundane stuff one of the worst things people could critique about it that I like the most, I like doing the chores. I like cutting the wood. <laughs> yeah, you do I like chores. you have to cut a lot of wood for your caravan, make sure that the dishes are washed and shit like that. And it's wow. like Can you come I over and know, do my chores? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Mike, you. because I'm not getting you stronger. I'll give you a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, again to go back to the hunting. Look, you know, I will you buy you animals. one good boy outfit if you come over and do my chores anyway. <laughs> oh man. All right. I guess in for me to summarize, right? Yeah. I think it's it's a great game. It is fantastic. Well, right? I mean, we can't hit or shit it. It's a hit, guys. It's a it's hit. It's gigantic. And the so, criticism yeah, it's inarguable. Exactly. And I, you know, when this game came out, I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll play it. Um, I did not think I would enjoy it as much as I am, and I'm enjoying it a lot. But you got it day one. I mean, like, yeah, yeah but not my by roommate his choice. bought it. Yeah, exactly. And I th- said, oh, I'll play it. Like, I wasn't planning. Well, I was going to buy it. I mean, probably with the the reception that I got, I would have bought it, but I wasn't planning to like pre-order it. Yeah, um, I was. So uh, yeah, so Mike, you were day one release. I well. played Red Dead One a hundred percent. I killed all the legendary animals. I caught all the legendary. I did uh, everything in that the game. Bigfoots, that was the my dragons. favorite game that year. The Bigfoots <laughs> and the Dragons. Yeah. No, I liked Red Dead. I'd one give a lot. anything for that. To be <laughs> you kept your horses happy. Yeah. I think I'm just at also a different place in my life where Red Dead One, I was freelancing and I was home a lot, so I was yeah, able just yeah. to play it on my time in my term Skyrim yeah. style. But when you're giving ten like to twelve now, hours of your day to an office, you don't want to come home. And 
do your chores in a video game. Yeah, exactly. For that, for me. But it's it's excellent. And like Jacob's been saying, there's so much to do. You don't have to do the boring shit. If you want to yeah. go get bounties, you can. You want to get in gunfights, you can. So I haven't even done like I do story missions, but I'm about. 20% through the story and I feel like I haven't really done anything yet and I've just been doing a ton of side stuff you know like I said I spend 45 minutes customizing my character to me that's that's fun um, maybe to other people they they wouldn't see it as boring I gotta play dress up with my dolly <laughs> <laughs> but like no I, lo- I love picking pony. an outfit too I want to look fucking cool I want to look like yeah. Clint Eastwood you know exactly I've got the Clint Eastwood hat the like the flat top that's um, true guys. they do have references I, to guys, other westerns yeah. I saw a guy do Woody Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw the Woody on the on and I the, saw um, you know I saw you can do the facial hair of, of Kurt Russell from um, oh very Hateful cool Aid I want an eye patch I wanted to be True Grit and yeah. see when you kill animals Where's and you can get their hats you can get their skins as hats so if you kill a bear you can get a cool bear yeah. hat. I'm dying that's, for the Daniel Boone that's hat. something that just pop, I don't know that where that bear hat in the Wild West oh, you stuff, didn't think they had bear it's hats? from True Grit <laughs> but I, that became so popular all of a sudden that I kind of rolled my eyes at that yeah it's it's, it's a little cringy <laughs> if I, if I was a trapper though. If we're talking yeah, real yeah. old west and i killed a bear i'm gonna roll into town with that bear like <laughs> it was me it was me so that's the other thing when you're collecting me. skins it when you put your skin on like on a horse <laughs> oh, it no. doesn't just go into the inventory no, you, you skin your it. horse is that oh no. yeah Why dude would you want to skin old winter no <laughs> you hate horses <laughs> You skin a deer. Some of you are like, I'm skinning like deers, but I, I can't skin a dog. Well, I like, hate horses. The wampa got horses me, so I cut my horse. Horses are domesticated animals, and people Aww. love them. Um, listen, but in the wild your, west, you skin your deer. It doesn't just go into your inventory. You put it on the back of your horse, and, you and it's represented it sitting there. on your That's horse. That's important to me too, though. I get I what you're saying. I mean, yeah, that is so important. When you that, pick up something in the game, you're actually disappear. picking that thing up. Yeah. That's so cool. much more advanced. That to me is cool. If you think about the Fallout for Skyrim era. Yeah. yeah, but just think about like you know how much games have improved just in the yeah. last five years, the last ten years. It's the insane. Last five minutes, man. I mean, yeah. this stuff is a constantly evolving art form. Now, this is a thing like people, you know, you could do ten hours on this game. There's just so much. Sure. There. Yeah, and to me, this game is a huge step forward in the next generation of where games are going. I have a fear that I don't want all games like this. I don't want well, not every all game to be like an open this. world. Mm. Well, not every game is an open world, right? And I don't want Game of the Year to be required to be a big open world. With it, all doesn't this. Uh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. No, no I'm with to... Mike. I think that's the I'm way I'm worried that that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, think about open world games that are massively successful. You got Spider-Man, uh, Red Dead, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I yeah. Mean, is that an open that's world game? That's an open world game. game absolutely. Like, like, to me, I think there's a balance between... The Witcher and... There's the only so yeah. many of those games per year, though. Like, not every But they're all getting Game of the Year nods. It's not like you're going to get... Yeah, we're getting into superhero blockbuster territory. Yeah, it might be true. But, I mean, it's been like that. I mean, what what game came out this year that's better than this game? What game came out in 2015 that was better than The Witcher 3? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate maybe will be better. The smile on my face uh, right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I mean, I haven't played this game, but Spider-Man is a massive success. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been playing Spider-Man as well. God of War, massive success. I think for the general critics and the general public, this is Game of the Year, though. I mean, just the depth of systems. Also, I think everyone's like really fucking hot on it because it just came out. Like, I would wait a couple weeks to see yeah. when the hype dies but down. Grand, Grand Theft yeah, Auto know, Five man, got game, a, game of the Year. It must yeah. have certainly. All Maybe. right. Well, we definitely are recommending Red Dead 
thumbs up. Yeah, and just build your own experience, right? Um, yeah, don't listen to the criticisms. Well, listen to <laughs> well, them. Listen to the criticism. <laughs> wow, it's that got, got ten very, out of ten scores. <laughs> that got very Jacob's fake like, newsy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay your horse it's if you great. want. If you want to spend, if you want to spend forty-five minutes. Dressing up your guy and braiding your horse's yeah. tail. Want to buy a boy a nice outfit and pet your horses and feed him apples. <laughs> and then see, I dress like a fancy boy, and then I go around and I stab people oh, and I no. say, "I'm, I'm not as fancy as you think." I dress like a dirty boy and then go help everybody and say, "I'm not as dirty oh. as you think." These kids need beds. <laughs> wow, these guys are. Hey, my <laughs> final really question to characters. you guys: point of view. Are you doing first or third? Third person. It's got to be third. Third, yeah. It's yeah. same. I got to see I mean, my I guy. haven't played it, but like... Here's well, another I tip for you. a fucking open world game in yeah. first person? No, Let me that's get, how I did Skyrim, but Skyrim in this is. I just can't do it. No, I, I, I prefer no third person. And then you can't yeah. see your... You can't see your... Fancy outfit. boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to spend 45 minutes on an outfit. That's actually a problem I have with Skyrim because I would put on some cool armor and then I would go into first person. Jacob, are you interested in the clothes in Red Dead? No. What about the horses? But listen, listen. Here's another tip for you, yes. for the audience here. If you do have a problem with the horse riding, which I don't, I personally enjoy the just the 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 repetitiveness of just. I like tapping X every 1.6 seconds. Yeah, but oh, here's a tip: you gotta like kick your horse no, 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 in but, rhythm with its running. But but here's a tip: that. here's a tip. If you don't want to do that, if you have a problem with it, you go into cinematic mode, and in PlayStation, that's the big button in the middle. You hold down X while you're traveling, then you push the cinematic mode you go into cinematic mode which brings the bars in and then it drives your horse for you to the destination that you're going so you can you can put the controller down and just play another video game that has things happening (laughs) you can play spider-man where you don't just press x to travel okay but if you're watching a movie that's a slow moving movie you're gonna say man i wish this movie had more things going on in it maybe that's the kind of movie you want to watch you know? yeah I mean, to me point. there's a big difference between movies and video games though when i'm playing something i don't want it to be slow moving well then don't play this game then. i, I personally right, that's me, it. Jacob I want says, that don't play this game <laughs> final recommendation yeah. don't play this game <laughs> wow jacob I if you, you loved it. if you want action every second maybe it's not the game for you if you want to be fully immersed in the yeah. life of this cowboy then that's what the kind of that's the kind of game yeah. that they're going for that's the kind of game it is you know? all right something like an assassin's creed that comes out every year i roll my eyes at that this is this, an event. exactly it was so hyped up it took so long mike you took it it's an event yeah, yeah um so we recommend it um we've you know we've talked a lot about red dead i would be remiss if i don't mention the greatest western game of all time the oregon trail that's good that's a true immersive simulation you can overhunt the buffalo don't you forget oh Oh, you're right yeah if there's a part in red dead 2 where it says like do you want to ford the river i would be so fucking happy (laughs) those memes would be out already yeah i wonder if they do have any easter eggs to uh to oregon trail i mean like mike said i think we would have seen it already yeah let us know normies if if you find it for more than 48 hours someone has played it for a total of 48 hours (laughs) yeah that's true uh maybe even more than that they somehow hacked it um so animals guys red dead great also check out gun call of war as gunslinger you know those are some good western games if you want something more action-based wild arms i love those rpgs as a kid that's right jrpgs set in the western world so red dead's the talk of the town it's the rootin' scootin you know hootin tootin hollering good time right now yeehaw right. motherfucker right. yeehaw we're gonna go and talk the uh, comics around the western
we've talked all about the movies, the video games. Now we're going to step into the general store, walk down to the comic book aisle, and talk a little bit about the comic history with westerns. Now, before the age of superheroes, comic books were basically broken down into uh, two categories. You had your horror books, your Frankenstein's monster, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and you had your cowboys and Indians. You know, yeah, and it was something books. like Kid. Like Kid Colt or Kid Two Pistols yeah, exactly. or yeah, something like that. And these were, I mean, in the time before Marvel Comics, back when it was just timely, timely comics. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that people were really reading. These were some of the the original pulp comic books. Gotcha. And then what? What? Oh, it, like is this during the John Ford era of westerns? Is oh even yeah, before it's that? the 1950s. So this is the Stan 50s. Lee himself was like, "It's the Silver Age, baby. Like people yeah. love westerns. I'm going to capitalize on that. High ho, Silver Age. Mm-hmm. High ho, Silver Bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, and it was interesting stuff. There's a lot of seminal works like by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, the guys who made Captain America for Atlas Comics. Uh, did a really goofy run called Boys Ranch, which was a very long loved comic book that was from young people's perspective. Yeah, that you know, sounds... growing up on the range. Hmm, that sounds like a weird, uh, like Korean drama, Boys Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the stuff that they were tapping into. Like yeah. in our Captain America episode, Joe, we talked about how they were doing stuff with Bucky. You know, young people at the time because nobody else was doing it. So oh, Jack right. Kirby was just like. This is an entry point for people. People yeah, kids love like this. comics. Yeah. Let's give them something that they Let's can relate to. Give them the last name Kid, and we're on. They're <laughs> off to the race. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, quick start, kid. kid. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and even further back, like I was talking about at the top, uh, with the real history, newspapers published comics, daily strips that were about the Western heroes of the time. Wild Bill Hickok had a run. Wyatt Earp himself. Uh, you know, all those familiar names. And I'm sure they're great. When I think about that stuff, I think of like really dirty yellow paper and like smells and stuff. So in my mind, like I would never even give that sh- stuff a shot. Yeah. But modern Western comics, something like Preacher, you know. Mm-hmm. So that is set in Texas, in Anvil, Texas. Uh, Steve Dillon uh, is the artist on that. And, you know, you have an Irishman writing the perspective of a Texas preacher who speaks to the ghost of John Wayne. Hmm. Is that a Western comic book? Uh, it sounds like it to me. I mean, they hit the road. They yeah. they have a cast of misfit characters that team up. Like, Vampires. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, sure, but it's playing yeah. on a lot of the iconography. You know, like they're in an old car. It's an old black horse. I mean, you know, like it's all there. I think okay. it's definitely inspired by yes. Westerns. You, 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 you got to at least admit that. Oh, if we're talking about that, then we're talking about Japanese. You know, with the manga, That's they are right. very obsessed with Western culture being blurred with sci-fi. Something like Trigun, Outlaw Star, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ. But they're not riding horses. You know, there's yeah, nothing like dandy. that. They're truly True. just in starships. Yeah. Vampire Hunter D, you know, that's something. Mike, have you ever read that? Yeah, well, I've not read it, but I've seen the anime. I love that I'm first movie. With it, yeah. You know, he's riding around on a mechanical horse through yeah. the desert. Is yeah. that a Western? Yeah. It must be. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are the old. Uh, the, the first, first Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider yeah. who was on a, a pale horse. Yeah, did you guys ever see that movie where they get uh, Sam Elliott to play the, to the gravekeeper the who plays yeah. the original version of him on a horse? So cool. Well, <laughs> let me say, I love Sam Elliott. It's I like an Sam underrated Elliott. Western actor, too. Yeah. He's got the yeah. best mustache in the biz. 
He plays <laughs> the cowboy, quote unquote, in Big Lebowski. Is that a Western? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, come on, guys. But again, that's, you yeah. know, like it does borrow iconography. Yeah. A lot of uh, these, you know, like Coen Brothers, Quentin Tarantino. All maybe you can't separate, you know, American culture from the Western. Yeah. And, and you can't separate American culture from comic books. I mean, that's stuff that, that uh, kids grew up on that. You know, we're still doing today. Like one series uh, from 2015 when they were doing the Secret Wars event, Marvel launched a book called Marvel 1872. Whole thing takes place in the Old West. You got Steve Rogers as a sheriff of a town that's run by the corrupt Wilson Fisk. You know, you got. Uh, oh, there's a blind lawyer there. I wonder who that character is inspired <laughs> yeah, by. Yeah. There's a sheriff mm. who's gone insane and carved a bullseye into his forehead. Who's mm. that? Interesting. <laughs> there's, uh, you know. Doc Octopus, yeah. uh, Doc Holiday ripoff. Oh, wow. Joe, I'm very glad you bring that up. He's I got an eight-shot revolver, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I want to talk about that series. Uh, it's in the Marvel Now run. Those are the comics that I collect. Yeah. The series itself gets brought back to Battlegrounds, which is a spinoff of the War Zones for Secret World, where you're getting the day-to-day life of those worlds while weaving into the overall narrative yeah. of Secret World, which is an amalgam of different dimensions. And just to make this a little easier to understand, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about at all, they did an event where every universe got smashed into one universe called Battle Earth or Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds, yeah. Uh, so that's that's where this Old West world was intersecting with all these other yeah. worlds. Or I'm sorry, Battle World. Yeah, uh, Battle so world. the issue that I have with it, I wonder if it is a cash grab to do things like that when they bring back characters like Red Wolf. So Red Wolf is basically the only Native American superhero in Marvel canon. Uh, G.I. Joe. Other than Wyatt Wingfoot. <laughs> sure. A G.I. Joe-esque character. Right? Yeah, they had that license for a yeah, while. for a while. Um, but strictly, you know, created in-house for them. He's a Native American tracker with heightened senses who can sort of communicate with his wolf brethren. Um, that character, because of how Secret World works, the merging of realities, has continued on. He is now a character in Marvel 616. The he, whole, is that the grab of it to yeah, have a whole, character like that The whole now? point of that book was to bring Red Wolf back to continuity. Yes. Because he oh, was wow. a character in the 70s. So they built this world to be like, so this is where they come from. I mean, it was also a way to take characters that became massively popular like Miles Morales and mm-hmm. dip them back into the main continuity by saying, no, 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 no. All these weird universes are now intersecting and we're just going to cherry pick the things we like and, bring and them keep back. them in continuity. Yeah. And God, wouldn't it be great if we had some Native American readers, let's grab Red Wolf. Yeah. And that to me is pretty cynical because he, the way that it was presented, it's like he's the greatest character Marvel ever made in these comics. It's like him and Steve Rogers, only they could come together to solve this. Steve Rogers, spoiler alert, killed in that run, uh, so doesn't even make it through it. Tony Stark, too. Uh, Red Wolf becomes the hero. And, hmm. you know, again, I'm not criticizing it for highlighting that fact. Good, that's great. That could be great storytelling, but it really, truly just seems desperate to me. I mean, that was the whole point of the book. Yeah. Like, the whole point of Marvel 1872 is to bring Red Wolf back into continuity, which, to me, is fair. I mean, like, you wanted a way to do it, and you wanted a way to do it in an exciting way that would grab people who are like, oh, I'm a Peter Parker fan. He plays a, a ranch hand who wears red and blue in this universe and yeah. tries to stop corruption in this in this, this city. I mean, like, that... You know, it works. Like, if you're a Captain America fan, mm. seeing Captain America as a sheriff in the Old West, like, that's yeah. going to get you. Um, and if they can get people excited about characters that they might not necessarily know through that, more power to them. Yeah, and I've got dollar signs on my eyes. I'm publishing that. I know I can put that Westworld into the Lego Marvel game that came out, mm-hmm. which is about different realities. Oh, man, I can have all those cowboy characters in that. Bam, bam, bam. I'm making so much money. I, I see what you're saying there, Joe. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. I You know, I like it. And also, you know... 
uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the fact that like these superhero comics really replaced the cowboy comics. I mean, have superhero movies really replaced cowboys in the movies? I mean, you hear that a lot. Isn't the Avengers the Magnificent Seven? It's a group of outcasts that come together to save the little city or town of New York. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's true. I guess the invading force is whatever came through that portal. The uh, Chitari. And they kind of reluctantly come together. Yeah, I mean... And we said Logan earlier. Yeah. Know, I mean, I, that's something stark landscape again. Is that what draws on this reality? Dark black tones? I mean, they wanted to shoot that in noir, black and white. Yeah. I wow. mean, is Old Man Logan, the original comic, takes place in the West. You got hillbilly hulks and... A blind, uh, a blind samurai called Hawkeye, who leads the yeah, reluctant right. Clint Eastwood hero of Logan on an adventure to get revenge on Red Skull. I mean, Chewing is that not cigars. a western? Yeah, it definitely. It definitely has a lot of the DNA. He's of a working as a ranch hand at the beginning of the movie, or at the beginning of the comic. In the movie, I mean, he's living. You know, I mean, yeah. You, besides the fact that no one is gunslinging and wearing a hat like that sounds like a western if he is wearing a hat in me. the uh right, right in right. the uh car- cartoon in the in the comic i mean that is the look of an old duster jacket that's right that's hat. right old man logan does have the duster yeah that's definitely the comics of western the film version you might be able to argue in a different direction but yeah see i think they, they make a point to show westerns on the tv you know, they're like watching it. Shane. They're watching Shane. Which no one mentioned in the movie section. Oh, we need can to we mention say Woody Shane. Allen's favorite? I watched that with my dad. Shane is so fucking good. My dudes. uncle would watch Shane every Thanksgiving. That's like it was yeah, his tough. thing. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of Shane throughout the years. Yeah. Classic. So, I mean, you know, there, there are influences in modern comic books from, uh, you know, the cowboy days. But uh, I, their history is there as well. Yeah. And then, then you got stuff like... Cowboys and Aliens, which was a kitchen <laughs> kitchen sink book that was yeah. it was a comic book before it was made into oh, a movie. Oh, that was the movie. book. Yeah, yeah, with uh with James Bond in it. Yeah, but James Bond. James Bond and Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this yeah, because okay. we said that uh Wild Wild West was James Bond meets the Western, and then we literally had James Bond meeting the in Western. In the Western, so, I love that's it, Mike. all. That's yeah. all. So there are other modern ones, like there's High Noon through DC and Zuma, which is their webcomic brand that's about werewolves and cowboys. But something, I mean, you see it creep over into literature as well. We talked about Stephen King in the horror month. Dark Tower, the lead character, mm. Roland Deschain, is literally described as he is Clint Eastwood from another world. He yeah, is yeah. identical to him. That's the Western genre. Dark Tower, super Western. Yeah, I, I mean, super Western. Mm. You know, he's called the gunslinger. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the villain is the man in black, is he mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. This might be a little left field, too, but I think um, The Walking Dead, uh, the original comic, and even the show oh, yeah. has, has Western influences as well. Well, and like a lot of those, I think that's a great point, Jacob. A lot of those Jacob, influences are. Um, come on. You know, I mean, it's also pioneering a new world. You know, yeah. they are. It's like in if you the compare the zombie apocalypse to the old west. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. You can there. survive the unknown, right? No. With your own, your band, a group, yourself. Yeah, and up you camp. get your, your your group together and you sure. And the saviors, a group of bad guys, kind of lean more towards manifest destiny. You know, take yeah. what you want. Meanwhile, the expansion is fighting and going up against the elements, the zombies. Right. Very good point. And if you do choose to shelter yourself around others, the danger is that they might stab you in the back, just like a lot of things. That happened. Uh, not a Westerns. lot of trust in the old West. Yeah. Nope. The only thing I could trust is my gun. Yeah. 
And of course, Jonah horse. Hex. Yeah, Jonah <laughs> Hex, course, the greatest Jonah Western Hex. hero of all time. Yes, and as you mentioned off pod, Joe, uh, the best Josh Brolin comic book performance ever. Oh, yeah, ever. doesn't get it right <laughs> Thanos who, <laughs> no. man. Yeah, we don't need him. I would say uh, Deadpool, you know, Cable, too. Cable who? <laughs> Sorry, I have Netflix. <laughs> I've never heard of Cable. Anyway. And Josh Brolin, also an actor that's in a lot of Westerns. Yeah, that's in true. in the True Grit remake i'm sure he was in others that i can't think of right well, now. no Ned country Pepper. for old men no country for old men which western. is a modern western 100 percent. he wears yeah. a cowboy hat that's all it takes for me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. set in the west it's I'm got gonna, guns. yeah anytime i make a movie from now on, yeah, moving forward i'm gonna put a cowboy hat somewhere so i can just be like, <laughs> so it's it a western. western there's a cowboy so there hat. must be a western friday the 13th right uh, somebody please. had to have had a cowboy yeah. hat in one scene i'm sure <laughs> Well, well there's Freddy's also, got a weird hat. Is he a cowboy? <laughs> well, they did Jason in Space. They should do Jason, uh, Jason in the West. Jason the in That's the thirteenth film, LeBron James. Oh, and funny enough, in Red Dead Redemption Two, you can buy a basically a Jason mask. Really? Yeah, because there's masks that you can wear to hide your identity. One of them is literally a Jason mask. All right, that well, doesn't make any sense. Why would there be it's a called psycho? Mask. I almost kind of wonder if it's not a hockey a... mask, but it's just a, it's called psycho mask, and it just looks just. like... We didn't have hockey in America back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there was no ice in the old west. We had those bag. <laughs> Had warm beer. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sasparillas. Uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Django oh, yeah, KKK, wearing those guys. Yeah. But I almost wonder if that's more of an homage to Heat. You know, those doing heists with those mm-hmm. goalie masks. Yeah, they got those. Yeah, they got the. And they got a skull. It's like a half skull mask. So Jeez. different Shao options. Con. Wow. Different different options for hiding right. your identity. Well, since we've already gotten back into Red Dead, <laughs> why don't we just yeah, uh, uh, mosey on into the wrap up here, where Jacob can tell us about Breaking Bad. See if I can break. He wore a shining star His job to offer battle To bad men near and far Alright guys, it's kind of time to hit the range. Let's talk the wrap-up on the Western genre here. Any final thoughts you guys have? We mentioned it before, uh, Samurais vs. Cowboys. Uh, we mentioned it before as well. John Wayne versus Clint Eastwood. I'm pretty happy with all the decisions you guys made. We all kind of lean the same way. I wonder mm-hmm. if it is our age, being younger guys, you know, kind of having the ability to look back at this genre with mixed feelings. You know, older people would say it's perfect. Now yeah. we kind of have the hindsight to say there's a lot of problem problematic behavior with the Western genre, but yeah. there's also a lot to love. We know well, the if you're talking about there. the racial divisions the gender divisions within the old west like it was a different time and even in the 60s the 60s were a hugely different time and so maybe they people from that generation they look back with with rose tinted glasses whereas now we see like oh things are pretty messed up for for people back then so and things are pretty messed up right now it's kind of getting yeah. a little old westy side by side right now <laughs> mm-hmm. isn't it which i'm curious if we're going to see a yet another renaissance of the western genre here yeah. i mean red dead's bringing it into the video games do you think we'll see outlaw yeah. culture kind of uh make well, a comeback? i think we're kind of in an ongoing for the last 10 20 years westerns never really went away and there's been like maybe op-eds written about you know how there's less westerns and stuff but there's still every year every couple years there's there's another great western coming out i mean there was the magnificent seven with, with denzel washington this year which was okay was that movie anton fukunara is uh, that right? uh yeah. yes uh i was about to say ty okay. west one of my favorite directors that we mentioned in the horror genre made a western in the valley of violence with ethan Hawke, and mm-hmm. that was just two years ago you know i think a lot of these young filmmakers like your san jacob grew up loving these things and or went say, to film school and yeah, were, were watched enough of them to them. say if i'm lucky enough to actually make one in my career why wouldn't i take that shot yeah. another true. one we did i don't even think we talked about 
about Bone Tomahawk. Love Bone Tomahawk. How can we mention <laughs> Kurt Russell's mustache and not bring up yeah, Bone Tomahawk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same <laughs> facial hair from that and Hateful Eight, but uh, Bone Tomahawk, great movie. It's a, a Western horror, you might say. Very cool. Um, and we'll, you know, you have to watch that one for yourselves and uh, find out the, the secrets of it. Definitely, definitely. Um, if I can give my final thoughts on the genre, I mean, I said it, you know, I love the Western as the romanticized vision of, you know, the lone gunslinger, the lone samurai, the ronin, you know, master wandering from town to town trying to, no trying to write what's wrong, right? Um, I just love that. And yeah, obviously, if you look at the actual context of where society was at that point and like all the problems there, fine. But when I look at a Western, it's just more about the hero iconography of good versus evil, you know, and that's what I, what I love about it. Yeah, I you know piggyback off that. There's a lot of like themes of masculinity and the and the American dream that I think are carried throughout. How uh, to be a man? Yeah, and I you know I think that those are are interesting to to see them evolve and change over the years and have you know some some complicated history there. I would love to see the genre continue to go. Um, every movie is a western. Every American movie is, is boils down to a handful of things. Star and, Wars is a great western. Yeah. Yeah, probably my one of my favorites. They meet in a, um, I love when they meet in a saloon. Hat on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like Han Solo's in a saloon, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's, he draws, and then the band literally goes back to you know, it's Canton, do 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 song. Oh, hiding back of the wagon, we got to get past you know yeah. the government agents, whatever. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's all you know. We don't serve your kind here. Yeah, like not to get too. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, Star yeah. Wars is a western, but every movie's a western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is every movie a Western or is every Western a movie? No. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Mike, uh, turn the pot off. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this yeah. a Western? Uh, I, have, I have two questions I want to pose before okay. we get out of here. Uh, one, is there any classic Western that you would like to see remade? Ooh, remade? okay. Here's a great one. There's a movie called Ombre that is a Paul Newman movie based on an Elmore Leonard novel where he plays a half Native American tracker. And it's kind of about okay. people don't like him for that. Remake that now. I mean, that's never been more relevant, social issues like that. That's Please. pretty cool. That's a good one. Jacob, any, anyone that you would like to see remade? Um, not really any movies I'm dying to see remade. Um, I always enjoy a good Western uh I would like to see more modern westerns and more maybe you know more original stories within the western genre and you know if people want to remake some movies that aren't as well known that's cool too I'll still watch them and thumbs up I don't need more western TV shows though like Yosemite's happening now oh, that yeah. people are kind of trying to lean no, into No Deadwood kind of set the bar exactly. pretty high you yeah. can't really beat Deadwood yeah. you can do the modern western thing with yeah. like Justified which I haven't seen or anything or you can do the sci-fi sp- uh, mashup space western yeah. yeah i would prefer yeah there's firefly scale, smaller scale yeah firefly yeah. which we didn't really mention much in the movie section that's a perfect oh, example great, yeah. that's the cowboy bebop the show i mean yeah. it, you know there's literally a train robbery in the opening of serenity so mm-hmm. yeah and they go to like the old um you know the prostitute house and it's like yeah and there's a duel for her love yeah there's all that see there is literally a duel for her love yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean it's all there like all that and to get in the, the asian versus western yep. that had a lot of asian influence as well too because it's kind of a world where it's like asian everyone's speaking chinese yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting world and like that's kind of something i would love to see but not to hijack the responses please here, i would love to see as we talked about we had a lot of chinese immigration coming during the railroads and the gold rush how cool would it be to have a story about a Chinese immigrant who came and had Chinese to learn to gunfight a yeah, Chinese yeah. cowboy? Not 
Shanghai Noon. Shanghai that's Noon great. delves into that, and it's, but it's very from deep, the perspective so. of someone like coming. Real movie. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Mike, Jake, and I were Jackie so Chan, eager uh, to jump on you and be like, "Well, Shanghai Noon." You're like, "No, no, 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 no." I mean, a serious get into the plight of the. I think that would be awesome, and like just show the whole story because railroads are iron rivers right and that's what tamed the west was the railroad once the railroads came then the towns popped up then the law comes right the railroad we build our towns around rivers because we can move goods there once we made railroads man-made rivers that's where towns went you know exactly and that's kind of what a lot of great westerns are about is the end of the western era and the the civilization growing creeping that's in. what deadwood is about that's what red dead redemption that's the wild time period bunch. it's set in yeah mm-hmm. um yeah it's the end of the western and the dying of that archetype yeah I want to see Mickey Rourke play a John Wayne character. Oh, uh, is that would be so. Um, and well, that's my answer to my own question. Second question here: uh, Red Dead Redemption Two DLC. What do you want to say? Mm. I want to see like it seems like I'm getting on this mission where I roll into a dusty town. Everyone's using fake names. It's very you know fistful Ooh, of dollars. Cool. I want to see more yeah. like references to classic. You know, let me do a stagecoach. You know, let me do a surgery. You don't need the fantastical like Red Dead One did with the zombies. No, give me no, a three ten to Yuma that. on my horse, gunning yeah. down ten guys to help some girl. That'd be so fun. Gotta so you want like literally that. like in Ready Player One for DLC give me the movie? Yeah, for DLC, well, give it to me, right? So like not exactly but like yeah mm. sort of give me that flavor that, right yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this story strong enough for a movie adaptation mm. from this from red dead no i don't think Probably every game not, needs right? to be a movie adaptation yeah. i mean it's got a great story but yeah i think you don't it need lives to make as, a movie. as it is as guys, a game most money made from entertainment in a weekend you don't think some idiots out there like i oh, greenlit yeah. that for a tv show immediately Oh, yeah, probably Netflix picked yeah. it up. You know? Probably on. the original Red Dead Redemption 1 would be a better, for movie adaptation, might be a more interesting. Because that's the guy going and taking it's out It's kind of like you're living tail. life. Like, it's very, you know, again, slow moving. Um, yeah, that's the John Marston, like, revenge tale might be more interesting. But you just me. make new characters and call it Red Dead. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Just, I just don't know if, the, if we need a Western that's adapted from a video game you don't like, just think paul w.s Western. anderson who did resident evil the upcoming <laughs> well, monster hunter adaptation that looks nothing maybe like way bull can you don't think restart the yeah. european <laughs> revolution yeah you don't think they're both just jacking off watching these video games going, <laughs> if you don't like it wait. i'll box you <laughs> yeah no yeah, meet me high noon we had the italian uh, renaissance of the western hopefully we can get the way bull yeah, uh, renaissance yeah. just give me more no fucking thank in you. terms of movies new movies being made give me more 310 to yuma type movies give me yeah. more Coen Brothers, True Grit. Give me those kind of movies. I like those movies. I think it'd be fun to see like a resurgence of the classic, almost tongue in cheek, like American ideals. Yeah. Like, if it's over the top, it could work. Give Give me an Oregon Trail movie and make oh, it super fucking funny. That's it. The Oregon Trail movie. Joe, you're a genius. What guys. the fuck? Throw on a million current comedy actors. That's a great fucking <laughs> yeah. idea. You can embrace every yeah. parody in the world in that. Get Mel Brooks back on board. That would be funny, too. I mean, they did the, you know, Jumanji. It's not too far off from the Jumanji. The Oregon Trail Yeah, give me the Oregon Trail movie and make it super fucking funny and topical. The rock driving. All you got to do is ford the river. You overhunt the buffalo. It's it, you know? (laughs) That's it. I can't top that. My foot's broken. (laughs) Kill me. (laughs) It's like, oh, no. Um, My final thoughts on it. I'm agreeing with Mike here. If you want an entry point into this genre, watch Blazing Saddles. You'll have fun. It's great for kids. And from there, if any sort of your of. tastes are peaked, yeah, yeah sort of. <laughs> I guess I'm probably looking at it. Just wait while I whip this out. It's been a while. <laughs> or you can watch, you know, 
Seth MacFarlane's classic Million, million, million Ways, ways to, to Die, die in the yeah, West, I can't believe we Which, you know, that. Seth MacFarlane's mom is calling the new Blazing Saddles, so. Oh, oh great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my that's, God. You that's talk just to such Seth MacFarlane's way, mom? Yeah. yeah, we talk a lot. Yeah, it's yeah definitely. weird that you have that direct line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my thoughts. Just, just go in with an open mind and just love it. I think we've all grown up around Westerns, watching Westerns expose them. I think our parents loved them. If not, our grandparents definitely loved them because of that, you know, John Wayne era. Yeah. Hey, they're fun. And it's Ed West, Pilgrim. Has anybody yeah. ever said to you, this is a real movie? My grandfather for sure has. <laughs> about a John Wayne yeah. film? Just Probably, about yeah, any Western, like saying, this too, is a real yeah. movie, you know, yeah. criticizing what you enjoy. This is teaching you how to be a man. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention, right? Uh, you don't talk unless you have to. You do the right thing, right? Yeah. Definitely. There's definitely, you know, like you said, comments on... America, like ideas of masculinity throughout oh, the yeah. ages, and you can watch it change, man. You can go yep. from the the John Waynes to the Clint Eastwoods to the Calvin Kleins. Yep, definitely. Calvin Klein. <laughs> I love that. I love that you just snuck that in. <laughs> now, is that his name in the third one? What does he say? He's John Wayne. What does Marty Clint say? Eastwood. He says he's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, of course yeah, yeah. he does. So good, guys. Bulletproof vest. Boogie. All right, but I think that's wrapping it up. I think that's our final thoughts. Jacob, anything to plug as our guest? Thank you so much for being on. Um, nothing to plug. Just go buy Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm plugging that. Well, how about uh, your Rockstar Instagram? You got a great me. Instagram. Uh, I have an Instagram, yeah. <laughs> Hit it. Tell us. Let them know. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's my name. Um, you can probably find it in the, on the, from the, uh, the Normies Like Us show Instagram. Notes. I don't know. <laughs> Copy that. And, uh, you know, uh, always. Rockstar is paying me to say this. Go buy Red Dead Redemption 2. They are Braid not your horse's you hair. <laughs> no one's uh, paid Jacob to if, do anything. If they were, you would let us know. Uh, <laughs> I uh, wish they were. Normies, hit us, us up, of course. Check yeah. out all our socials, like, rate, review, subscribe for the pod. Always helps. Uh, we got some more great episodes coming up, but reach out to us on what you want us to cover for the next coming months because we're not going to have too many theme months going forward. So this is a great time mm. for you guys to get in and let us know. Yeah, we're out of Halloween. So if there's anything we haven't talked about yet that you're dying to hear about, just go ahead and uh, shoot us an email. There's a link on the Instagram. You can just click the button, send us an email directly. Easiest way to do it. That's right. That's right. We're going to be getting the Patreon going. It's up. We're just trying to figure out the uh, reward structure. We want to thank everybody for listening through October. Next week is going to be Harry Potter. And Ooh, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Jacob Big will be Harry back. Big Harry Potter fan over here. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. Love those I'm going to saddle up my horse, braid its hair, and get ready to mosey on out. This has been Mike. This is Colin. I guess I should put this dynamite out. <laughs> I'm Joe. And uh, I'm Jacob. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Norman. Catch so. you next week. Yippee motherfucker. <laughs>